Holman, I don't know if I'm going to make it through the show. Why is that? Because you look I really haggard. feel really tired. Did you have a hard week? <laughs> I had a hard night. Oh, a hard night. A hard night last night. So I've um, been working on a video at work, and I really just wanted to get it posted. And I didn't want it to get, it was just day after day, I was just editing little edits, and I'm like, yeah. just, I have had enough. I, I want to put it you're, to bed. You're a perfectionist. And uh, I, I wouldn't have, okay. I don't think so, but I just. Well, I mean, not on the show, but in your day job, exactly. Or day, hey, you're, right? You're a yes. perfectionist. Yeah, yeah. So no, maybe, I got it. maybe so. And it got around uh, nine o'clock at night, uh-huh. and I rendered it out, and it got to about ten o'clock at night. I posted it. I put it up on Facebook. Yeah, that sounds all good. Why are you? And then, um, and then I put it up on YouTube, yeah. and then YouTube came back with a copyright infringement because I had used a piece of like, like a, a piece of a monster truck that I had uh, uh, stolen from YouTube. Uh, and I kind of knew I shouldn't, but because I've been radio forever. And, but should thought, you be admitting to that uh, yeah. on the record? Well, yeah, because I'll, I'll explain why. Okay. So they put up the copyright notice that I that I had to take it down. So right. I, I within moments, I pulled it down, I chopped it out, and I started to re-render this. So it was a 40-minute video, Okay. which is way too long. But uh, way it, was, too it was just an epic. You lost me after four. Uh, exactly. But it, that's, well... The guy I work for likes these long videos, okay. and yep. So I did this, and uh, and it gets to about three quarters rendering. It takes about twenty five minutes, and the computer crashes. Uh, it says file exemption or something like that, uh, and it crashes, and my computer restarts. Which computer? At work, my desktop computer. The, so this is the, now that brand new one that you bought with all the whiz bang goodies. Paul's ass, right? Great computer. You were you were like, I got them to to buy me a new computer, and it's got everything I want. This thing's so fat. That one? Yep, that one. <laughs> Then I reboot the computer, okay. and I try it again, about 25 minutes in, no. crash, reboot. It's 11 o'clock now. Ugh. I let it cool mm-hmm. for about 20 minutes. I thought, I don't know what's going on. I changed the file name. I'm, I'm storing it to a different place now, to a different drive. I'm Tell me you figured it out. It was su- something super simple. Third time, well, I think the computer was overheating. Okay. So the third time, I let, I let it cool 15 minutes. I okay. walked around the building. Yeah. And then I lamented the fact that I didn't have a key fob to get my car out of the garage, uh-huh. out, of, out of the uh, outdoor parking. So I thought, mm, that'd be interesting. I'm going to have to take an Uber home. You didn't have like uh, gel packs in the freezer at work that you could surround your computer with or anything? No, I didn't. That's a great idea. Then yeah, you should yeah. do that. So as I'm re-rendering it, and it's successful this last time, it's okay. occurring to me that it's now midnight. Okay. I don't have a key fob. To get my car out of the lot, so okay. when it On is the, done, it was it behind the gate, the correct. moving gate. Okay, yep. Yep. so like you've many been there businesses. how long and you don't have a key? To, or... I do have one. Then why wouldn't I left it sitting on the banister in my house when <laughs> I left that morning yesterday morning? And uh, so I had someone walk me into the you know into uh-huh. the into the gate. The the uh, the video renders. I post it. It's now just before one a.m. You are trapped, and I'm trapped. <laughs> and I start walking around the building going. I'm going to go home. I'm going to sleep for literally five hours, and I'm going to come tell right back. Me this. So now there's no reason to go home. But, so but I'm now this. searching for a couch, and it occurs to me that we don't have a couch in any office. There's chairs uh-huh. and there is floor, and that's it. But tell me this: through your mind, at least once, did it occur to you that you could crash the gate and get home? No, never. No, I that would have been the first. I'm like, how can I crash this gate and then blame it on somebody? No, I, for one second I thought I can I can take apart the um, the chain drive yeah. that yeah. moves the you know the gate okay. back and forth. You do have tool tools. I, I do. I do have all the tools. Yeah. And yeah. I just like I'm way too tired at this point. There's not like a manual thing on the gate box that you could do from the inside to open the gate. Well, here's the other thing: is as soon as I walk out the front doors, you know, it's yeah. key fobbed as well. So I right. walk out the front door, and if the door closes, right, you're done. Now I'm trapped outside, outside in the front yard. Yeah. And I can't even get in the gate. Can't go anywhere. We've done that in our studio. Yes, we have done that <laughs> in our actually. Studio. So now it's twelve twenty. Okay. And I think uh, this blows. 
and I walk around the building. I go in everyone's office. There and is a really nice couch. park bench right out front under a shady tree. And it's but it's now it's now twelve thirty. Uh huh. And I go, this sucks. Oh, so there's a bum sleeping on it. So no, no. You there was, sleep luckily, on? there was no one out there. Okay. Uh, so then I go back into uh, North Engineering. Yeah. And there's a shiny new. Ford F-250 sitting there. And I go, mm, that Be- looks like a nice bed. Being hidden from you? <laughs> yeah, so I uh, opened the back door and I crawled in. and So now it smells like you sleeping. And I slept in the back seat. Is that why I picked you up Ford tonight? Ford F-250. Normally you meet me here and you're like, hey, I'm at home. Can you pick me up on the way to the podcast studio? So at about 5 a.m. when the janitor rolls in and all, uh, clicks all the lights yeah. on and the automatic door rolls yeah. up and- scared, ah! scared the crap out of him. And then the yeah. sunbeam comes in and brights up the truck and I'm up. Yeah. I'm not feeling good. No. I get up and I'm wobbly. Yeah, I had that uh, shaky. I'm shaky. You haven't I eaten? I had a Pop-Tart at about 110. Yeah, that's that's yeah. not good. And so then <laughs> it was a vending machine. It was my last dollar, too. Does the, uh, does the Monster Fridge have anything in it? Were you able to- Yeah, but I didn't want to stay up longer. <laughs> so I yeah, I made a beeline well, and I mean, went I straight to the Monster Fridge. I picked out my favorite flavor. All right. And, which, which was? Peach? No. What's your favorite um, flavor right now? Uh, Mango Loco. Oh, okay, that's right. It's mango. I always yeah. think it's the peach one. It's the mango one. Yeah, yeah. The, this morning, I'm just I'm delirious. Okay. For the first couple of hours, and I finally snap out of it. Okay. And then I hit about one in the afternoon, and, you're done. and I go, I can't, I can't anymore. I just zero sleep because I don't know if I slept last night. I turned, mm-hmm. tossed, and turned a lot in that back seat, mm-hmm. and I kept trying to convince myself. I literally, home, and I would say. This actually, I'm in the, I'm in a comfortable position right Was now. Was it a cloth seat or a leather seat? No leather. Oh, I say it was cloth. It's very more comfortable because you don't stick to it. Yeah, very taut leather. Yes, you know, and yes. and I and I would, I would get the seat belt stuck yeah. in my rib cage. Yeah, but what you do is you fold the seat up and you tuck the seat belt down. Under no, I the did seat. that. I finally okay. figured that out okay, at good. four a.m. or something. And so then I went home mm-hmm. at whatever it was, three o'clock this afternoon, yeah. and slept for an hour and a half. And then you picked me up, and at least you got an hour and a half. Then. I feel better. I don't okay. feel great. I feel better. Yeah, you were you were a little wobbly coming out of the house. You look like a uh, young fawn that had just been birthed by its mother. <laughs> yeah, uh, walking just, through the just got my the legs. Forest. You just, just barely out my legs. Right. Yeah, I thought your backpack was going to pull you over. Weird is that I, I think I admitted it to one person at work, and then someone else overheard it, and they go, uh, "We don't know that anyone's actually stayed overnight here before." And I thought, "There's no what do you somebody mean? has." I go, for "The sure. company's been around since 1958. Somebody has stayed I, the I night." I feel like, and they and then they're like, "No, we don't. We've never heard of someone staying the night." I go, "I'm the first person who's ever crashed out in here." Here's where I think you went wrong. There is always motorhomes in the service bay. Couldn't you have taken keys and slept in somebody's motorhome? Yeah, I thought about that for a second, but I'm. Weirded out because uh, weirded out by motorhomes. Motor yeah, it, it's a it's a violation of their trust. But B, what that some dude I mean, slept in their motorhome while it was getting just, a, a power pack I on don't it. Know, just kind of the I get the I get the heebie-jeebies. All right, you know. All right, I'm just saying desperate situation. I wasn't that desperate. I mean, I was super tired, but I had a brand new backseat to lay in. And you know, well, I mean, it, was, it could be worse. You could have the week I had. Tell me about your week. Uh, let's see. You could have your uh, downstairs to your house completely destroyed uh, from renovation and construction. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could have had your family pet die. Oh, what happened? Uh, we had our, our cat, Sushi, passed away uh, a few days ago. Okay. So kind of managing that at the household. My 12-year-old was very distraught. Um, wasn't expecting that in the middle of all the chaos going on. Now, now, were you uh, happy about that? Or oh, uh, yeah. Well, no, you're never happy when your family pet dies. You do, you do if it's a cat. No, my no? M- maybe my wife. Okay, but uh, uh, she inherited the cat with me, and she, I, I, my points actually have gone up now. So, 
Uh, we still have another cat, but I've had four animals. I have four yeah, I'm animals. Just not a cat, I'm not a cat guy. Last so. year, four animals. Okay. This year, two animals, because all of my animals are elderly. So I okay. had two dogs and two cats. Dog passed away last year. Cat passed away now. The other two are like- You got an thir- old folks home for animals. Yeah, seriously. 13 and 15. So oh, I'm like, wow. oh God, well, I mean, we're going to go through this again. Do they have colostomy bags? What's going on there? No, they no. They're, diapers uh, diapers the, for animals? The ones that are, uh, yeah, I feed them pudding. Is, uh, <laughs> but the, the ones that are around are, are seem to be in a fairly good health for their age. Okay. So I think I think they'll be with us for a while. But it's, it's you know, it's it sucks. It's, you know, ah, losing a pet sucks. So anyway, I don't want to dwell on that because I feel like, you know, Debbie Downer. But, and then today I chaperoned uh, a Class 67th graders to uh, JPL in Pasadena. The, the Jet Propulsion Laboratory? The Jet Propulsion Laboratory. So I had to wake up at like, I don't know, 5.45 to pick up my kid and get her from her mom and pick her up and take her to school to meet the bus on time. And so I don't know. I, I couldn't sleep last night. And so I was no, like- No, but you know what? If we're looking at the pain index, I think I win because as much- Toil. You can you win the pain index. I win the sorrow index. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Can we, can we agree on that? Sure. I, I feel like uh, this is a horrible way to start the show. <laughs> I mean, yours is more funny than mine. Mine is definitely because <laughs> I slept super, in the back super. of a 2018 Ford F two fifty. By the way, when you go and buy pet food, yeah, it always says, "Do you want to give a dollar to help a homeless pet?" Mm-hmm. And it's like I've got four that I rescued. What more do you need me to do? Yeah. Right. Well, they don't know 15 that. Fifteen years of my life times four. Sure, but they don't know that when they're asking. I don't you. have any more. Do- I'm buying this food. It's thirty dollars <laughs> for them, and it's it'll last me three weeks, maybe two. Yeah. I don't have any. And then you go to the grocery store now. You go to the grocery store, and you're like, "Would you like to help a homeless child?" I have two kids at home. I'm. I have. I need to. The money I have needs to feed them, so they're not homeless. Yeah. You know. And then, by the way, while we're on rants about you know random things like is, check is, out, is it is, is the Churchill podcast oh, or the yeah, rant hour? Uh, you know, I go, I travel a lot. <laughs> sure. What's the deal with TSA? <laughs> Where, Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. What's the deal? <laughs> what's the deal? What's the deal? With TSA, what's everybody? the deal with TSA? <laughs> they're supposed to be there to protect us, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they're supposed. By the way, I thought they missed. A, I had a. a, a Box of matches. This is the first time that the show has not just derailed. Yeah. We started off the rails. Yeah, so we were already in yeah. the gravel adjacent to the tracks. We're going to get back on the track. <laughs> so, we? funny story though is I had a, a bunch of uh, matches for cigars okay. in my backpack. All right. And you can't have anything flammable on a plane. No, no. And I passed through like TSA like three times. Nobody ever said anything. So, I looked it up. You're allowed to have matches on a plane. Who knew? Huh. I didn't. I had no idea. So I guess I I was feeling guilty. Like, oh my god, I forgot. They're gonna catch me. They're gonna take me to that back room. Oh, well, no, well, you, you, have them. you bring fine. them up to the stewardess and you say, somehow I made it on with these. I feel uncomfortable. Would you like to light them? No, I don't. Can you take these? No, no, you don't. You don't do that. A, the stewardess doesn't care at that point. Right. Why are you gonna out yourself? You right. made it past security. Just toss them. Or no, it's use like them. the last time I felt guilty. So I walked up to them. I'm like, I have a baggie. I have cocaine. a I have a pistol I that like, I accidentally brought on the yeah. plane. No, yeah, that's yeah. wrong. I have drugs in my butt. Yeah, and right. I, need yeah, I need help getting. <laughs> By the way, uh, if you're looking for a uh, awesome Instagram that's mm-hmm. totally not truck related, but uh, you need something that drugs will... in my butt. No, it's oh. uh, at passenger shaming. Oh, at passenger shaming. And it is everything nasty that people do on an airplane, clipping nails and a all lot this, of toes, a lot of, a lot of open, disgust. yeah. The uh, one from this week was a couple uh, coming out of the bathroom while a long line of people were in the aisle. Two people come out of the bathroom. Yeah. It's like, walk a shame. <laughs> uh, anyway, back to TSA. Why are there advertisements on the freaking bins? 
This is supposed to be about, be about safety. You don't need advertisements on the bin. What bins? Oh, the bins that you put your yeah, stuff into. Yeah, that goes your, the x-ray machine. They all have advertisements on them now. Because people sell every space they oh can for advertisements. God, it's TSA. Yeah. It should be ad-free zone. You should be focused on whether or not I have a pack of matches in my backpack. Speaking of an ad-free zone, <laughs> yeah. Nissan has the best <laughs> warranty in the business, if you didn't already know. Is that on the uh, 2019 Titan? Yeah. Oh, it is on the 2019 Titan. <laughs> yeah. Five-year, 100,000-mile warranty on that sucker. And you uh, give it two thumbs up after living with one for a week. Did I mention that I did drive one for a week and I was really blown away? Um, my kids loved it and wanted me to buy one? What happened when uh, you had to take the kids in the mini somewhere and they're like, Dad, what happened to the truck? Um, no, there was a space between, because uh, I had a truck, I had the I had the Titan, and then I had yeah. another truck from work, kind of oh, a okay. beater that I borrowed for a little bit, because I'm still moving crap the around old, my uh, house. red dually? I did have the red yeah. dually, yep, that I need a seat cushion for, because that uh, piece of metal is hurting my left bun, my, my <laughs> left cheek. Yeah, right? because it's poking through the uh, yeah. seat Yeah, yeah, but that, uh, man, I was... I get that dually, and I was like, oh, can't I still have that Titan back? Like, oh, just so sweet. So quiet inside. So if you uh, wanted to uh, check out the Titan for yourself, NissanUSA.com. Uh, did the old beat-up dually have a deck system in the back? No. No, nothing. No. It looks like someone threw like 30 cinder blocks in the back. <laughs> it's just you mean mangled. over and over again? Yes. <laughs> yeah. There's like, <laughs> are there holes in the bed? No, there's no holes in the bed. Wow. No. That's no. amazing. What year is that thing? Oh, seven. And there's first and it, year of the uh, six seven and nothing bad. I mean everything's good. Dude, that truck rides solid. Yeah, really solid. We have a 06 uh, dually two wheel drive yeah. that tows our big trailer around, and that thing has 150 thousand miles. The interior is beat to hell. Every switch is broken. We've I think we just had it serviced like fifteen thousand dollars worth of suspension and water pump and all this stuff. I really wanted the Nissan to take to Utah a couple weeks yeah. back uh, to uh, to yeah. Powell and. I missed the Nissan window, so we ended up taking the dually. Yeah. And I was really impressed by that truck. No rattles, no squeaks. The interior is, other than that seat, <laughs> the interior is in perfect condition because it's just a workhorse and no one ever sits in the passenger seat or the back seat. That's pretty amazing for an 07, though. That wasn't, that wasn't their best work. Sur- it wasn't well, bad, but it wasn't their best work. I'm just saying, you compare that truck to like the okay. brand new Nissan Titan, no comparison. When you uh, sit in the two trucks, seating position, mirrors... Like, what do you think? What's the difference between the two? I'm higher up in the Titan. The Titan yeah, isn't that amazing. I, yeah. is, is the Dually two wheel drive? Uh, yeah, two wheel okay. drive. Yeah, it's amazing that how big the Titan is and how small that generation of, of Ram the Ram feels. is. Yeah, yes, for sure. I mean, there's so much more room in the back seat of the Titan. I mean, twelve inch, not twelve, but probably eight inches knee to the oh, back yeah, of yeah, the front yeah. seat. It's not very big. Whereas that's the early quad cabs. Yeah. Yeah, now you got a proper crew and all that kind of stuff. Everybody's got a crew and extended now, but those were like extended cabs with, you know, front hinge doors back in the day. There was no deck system in the back of the of the Ram, and there should have been because just to like, cover up all the desks. You know, Ross, who works in, you know, he's one of our uh, the test group leaders yeah. at work, and he's always hauling something. Yeah, always there's Shot always drunk. something in there, yeah. and. We're long overdue for deck system, and I should have called Greg. I never, it, for whatever reason, I just didn't make the connection. Uh, Greg Adect? Yeah, Greg Adect. I'm sorry. Adect.com? I just, I just assume everyone, all of our <laughs> listeners know Greg. Greg Adect. Yeah. Well, he has been a guest a few times. Uh, he did talk to us about launching stuff with the uh, deck system in the back, and that's going to be a great segue into the exciting news I have for you. I'm finally going to make good on a promise from one of our very first shows. Ooh, don't tease me. The Truck Show. We're going to show you what we know. We're going to answer what the truck. Because truck rides with The Truck Show. We have the lift 
tested. We had the lowered and everything in between. We'll talk about trucks that run on diesel and the ones that run on gasoline. The truck show, the truck show, the truck show. Oh, oh. It's the truck show <laughs> with your hosts, Lightning and Holman. So you're sitting here, you're texting through the course of the intro, and uh-huh. you're not hitting the notes, and you're off a little uh, bit. That's on me always, though. Yeah, no, but you're like, oh, whoa. Yeah, wait, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> along for the ride tonight. No, I was actually uh, texting our next guest to see uh, if he was ready. Well, so what you're, you were teasing me some, with some info. What do you got? What do you got? What do you got? Uh, what do you got? I was going to say, do you remember? But I would assume you would remember, because only a year and a half ago. Uh, in the very early days of the Truck Show podcast, we talked about the Fall Guy truck. Yes, we did. And we talked about the TV show. Mm-hmm. And we said we were going to try and hunt down a Fall Guy truck and have a conversation about it. And you said, oh, I'm lightning. We can't do old TV shows. People will know how old we are and all that. And then, no, no, no. It wasn't about – no, 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 no. That's not it. Okay. I was worried about wasting young people's time on ah, references they didn't get. But what did all the young people said? We had so many emails from people said, oh, my God. No, I love it. I, I had no idea what Fall Guy was. Yep. I had no idea what – Chips and Airwolf and all these other great shows of the era. <laughs> Airwolf. I went. Oh, Airwolf's a winner. How about MacGyver? Oh, MacGyver. Mm. Yeah. Starsky and Hutch? Starsky and Hutch, yeah, that's for solid. sure. Yeah. 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 Hawaii yeah. 5 the yeah. real one? I didn't like Hawaii 5 No, you didn't? No, not at all. Magnum. How about Magnum P.I.? Yeah, you had, to, cool. you had to like Magnum, Yeah, of right? course. It's Ferrari. Yeah, of course. Right. right. Uh, anyway, so we had a ton of uh, our younger listeners write in, and they said, no, this is amazing. I, I, I Googled it, and I, I can't even believe... You know, I had no idea this existed. Thanks, guys. This is awesome. So there's 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 people who are right, and there are people who are wrong. And I was more on the wrong side of that conversation. But, but just on that conversation, because <laughs> yeah. typically you're right. <laughs> yeah. And so that was yeah yeah. We we did get a lot of compliments, guys, who went back and started YouTubing pieces of the Fall Guy. Well, I'm not the kind to kiss and tell, but I've been seen with Farrah. Yeah. I've never been By the way, I believe he was married to Farrah at one point. Fawcett, yeah. <laughs> Google Farrah Fawcett. But somehow they just don't end up as mine. It's a death-defying life I lead. I take my chances. I die for a living in the movies and TV. But the hardest thing I ever do is watch my leading ladies. All right, so we should probably... Uh, wait, wait, don't let the chorus. No, no, we go. can't course. do it. I might fall from a tall building. I might roll a brand new car. Yeah, roll a brand new car. Hey, right, didn't so- you just say you got in trouble for copyright infringement? Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> I, don't, I, I, don't I care because care. I like our jobs. Yeah, so right. the, the Fall Guy was an American action-adventure television program produced by ABC and originally broadcast from November 4th, 1981 to May 2nd, 1986. Starring Lee Majors. Now, and, Lee Majors was the $6 million yeah. man. And, and, and a badass. And, and, and dated badass. Farrah Fawcett, or was married to Farrah Fawcett, and dated all the Hollywood starlets and all this stuff. Anyway, the premise of the show was Lee Majors playing Colt Seavers. Hollywood stuntman. Hollywood stuntman, moonlighting as a bounty hunter <laughs> and using his physical skills and knowledge of stunts to capture bad guys right. in a truck that flew through the air. Okay, here's the deal. They started... By destroying a bunch of trucks because they had all these great jumping scenes. And they went through a a slew of trucks. They realized we can't keep this pace of destroying all these trucks in the season. No different than Dukes of Hazzard, right? Correct. They built a jump truck that was mid-engine mounted with 800 pounds of lead in the bed, dual shocks at all four corners. It was basically a a K-25 
uh, I guess you would call a square body or a rounded line, and it would launch. I think it had 35 inch Dixie packs on it, like all the cool stuff. It had KC daylighters and a chrome light bar and a hidden, but they had to build this mid-engine jump truck in order to do all. So you'll notice throughout the shows, the early ones have round headlights and they go to square later on. I found the guy who owns the actual mid-engine jump truck. It wasn't destroyed? It exists. What? And his name is Kevin Webb, and we are going to call him right Right now. now. Hello? We're looking for uh, Kevin Webb, please. Yes, speaking. Kevin, this is Lightning and Holman from the Truck Show Podcast. How you doing? What's happening, man? Doing great. Well, we hear... That you have some insight into the original Fall Guy jump truck. But before we can talk to you, we've got an intro. Don't move. Pull up a stool and share. Pull up a stool and share a story. Pull up a stool and share. How about you pull up a stool and share with us? All right. So uh, I found Kevin through a bunch of friends, both through Rob Kibbe from Muscle Car Place and Corn Dog who we had talked to that he knew of this truck. Now, Corndog's supposed to be the aficionado about all things like 80s like Duke, vehicles, Yeah, Duke's right? a Hazard, okay. uh, Fall Guy truck, all the stuff. And so I kind of found out Kevin's name through him, and then our other friend, our podcast listener, Tim Allen, knew of a friend who saw the truck at a show out somewhere. Anyway, I went through all these different channels. I found Kevin on Facebook, and I messaged him, and I go, I hear you know some stuff and have a truck, and he's like, "Oh, do you want to, you know, do you want to join us on the podcast?" Because cool. So anyway, I, Kevin, I don't know you. We've been corresponding a little bit, but uh, we'd like to know you. So, is it uh, is it true? Do you have intel? Yes, yes, I do. We we were just talking about how the Fall Guy, which ran from I think eighty one to eighty six six, uh, how they destroyed in their first season a bunch of trucks doing these awesome jumps and stunts. And then they had to make a mid-engine jump truck that would do all the stunts, so they would stop destroying all these. And uh, rumor has it, you own that truck today. Yes, I do. <laughs> yes, yeah, sweet. We, we can't even believe that it, that it exists. I, I guess what we want to cover is how you came to know about it, how you came uh, to possess it, and then what are the differences between the jump truck that allowed it to survive all these years and all those seasons? Because I think the same truck was used from 82 to 86. The truck, how I came to, I had known about it for, knew it existed, didn't know where it was at, but I for a long time knew of its existence. And uh, one day a buddy of mine had texted me a link uh, and a message saying, you need to get this. And I clicked on the link and it took me to where the truck was for sale on the internet. Once I picked my jaw up off the ground, I <laughs> checked into it, and uh, one thing led to, long story short, uh, I was fortunate enough to end up with the truck. Now, was it up for auction, or was it a private party? Was it one of those places that uh, had, because there's some companies in the in the San Fernando Valley here in, in Southern California that specialized in vehicles in movies and TV. It was actually on eBay at the time, huh. and I had called and inquired about it, and I was going to bid on it and was watching the auction on the last day, and it got pulled off on the last day. So I was heartbroken, uh, but, you know, I know people reserve the right to do that, so, you know, nothing wrong with that. A couple days went by, and it was killing me. I was like, I at least wanted to see the truck. I just wanted to see it, touch it, get a picture of it, you know, even if somebody else had it. And I called the gentleman that owned it and was asking him about the truck. Hey, 
you know, I seen it got taken off. Will you tell me where it's at or where it's going? Maybe, you know, I can go at least look at and it. Where was it? And, how, and how'd you get a hold of this guy? Because normally on eBay, it's hard to, hard to reach a seller. Yeah, the, uh, if I remember correctly, I think somehow they had, there was somehow I'd got his phone number. Uh, I, I, it may have been posted on there in a discreet way or something. I, I don't remember that detail, but um, I, I was able to get it. So where do you live and where was the truck um, before you bought it? The truck, when it was on eBay, was down in Jackson, Mississippi. Oh, wow. It had it made it all the way to the side. I mean, obviously that truck was in California at some point. Yes, yeah, I am the fourth owner of the truck, and it had migrated from my understanding from California to Texas to Mississippi and now to me. And then you, what part of the country are you in? I'm in eastern Tennessee. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Love, love me some Tennessee, by the way. You're clearly fascinated with the vehicle and its history. Were you a Fall Guy fan, or were you love this particular truck? Like, what attracted you did to you, it? How did you know it even existed still? Where I mean, it seems like a lot of us have uh, childhood memories of things we love, but we would never actually go out and see if we could buy that item. Except for Heather Thomas. <laughs> oh, I'd yeah, like to right. see if I could buy Heather Thomas. <laughs> Ooh, I yeah. wonder if Heather Thomas had ever been in the jump truck. <laughs> I, I don't know. What do you know about it? Um, I had heard of its existence through, you know, internet over the years i'm a big fall guy fan also dukes a hazard fan too i have a generally replica ah of course he does (laughs) nice yeah and i was i have another truck that i was going to build a fall guy replica truck and i had already started on it the process before i ever knew about i would have the chance to get the stunt truck and of course you know i've searched the internet for the any trucks from the show and you know, there's a lot of false leads out there, you know. Well, it's taken us over a year to find you. I mean, we literally talked about this over (laughs) almost a year and a half ago that we were going to try and track down one of the Fall Guy trucks. So I totally get it on the false leads. And, you know, we had to call a lot of people to find you. Fake news. A lot of fake news. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like I say, when it it popped up on the internet, looked at it and and looked at the pictures. I have some of the old magazines uh, from back in the day where they had done uh, articles on the truck. So I knew, you know, once I seen the truck and looking at those articles, I knew there was no doubt it was the truck. Tell me about making the deal with the dude. Cause why did he pull it off? Why did he pull it off eBay? Oh, um, he is what he had told me is he had sold it to a friend, uh, somewhere in Canada. And he had asked me if I was still interested in it. And I said, well, you know, you just said that it was sold. He goes, well, my buddy called me back and told him that he was going to have to back out of the deal because supposedly the guy's wife wasn't going to let him have the truck. By the way, I have a so, 67 F100, and that's how I got my truck. Because uh, <laughs> the dude, his <laughs> wife got upset? His uh, So he was a banker guy, and his wife uh, went on a uh, ladies' trip, like with all of her girlfriends for the weekend, mm-hmm. and uh, he had some fun money, and he decided that he was going to – he looked on the internet, he always wanted an F100 – Flew to Texas while his wife was away for the weekend, drove the truck back, made it home in time, and when his wife got home from his, her trip, said, what the hell is that in front of our house? 
And uh, he had a basket case 69 Camaro SS that he'd been rebuilding. And she said, truck or Camaro? And, of course, he chose the truck. Yeah. So, anyway, sometimes wives saying no can help some of us car and truck guys out <laughs> by getting uh, the vehicles we want. Clearly, in Kevin's case, yes. <laughs> Tell us about the truck. Like, walk us through. How is it different? How are, are there there's Yeah, what were the modifications done to keep it alive through all the stunts? I would assume this, as soon as you set eyes on it, you're like, that's got to be it, right? Yes. The Well, first and major modification that you notice is the engine being underneath the cab uh you know that kind of sticks out when you kind of stand back and look at it you see the engine hanging down so i know that's mid-engine because they wanted the better balance and i know that they had put lead weights for the jumping for the jumps in the bed but i was never clear was the was it in the cab like a doghouse on like a chevy van or was the or was the vehicle had a body lift on it, so it sat up above the engine and it was between the seats. Where exactly yeah, is the, the huge body lift? Well, that's what I'm wondering. Where exactly was the engine positioned in this truck? Well, the air cleaner they built a there is a doghouse in the center of the cab. They the it's a bench seat, but they cut the center section of the lower portion of the seat out. And that allowed them to build, I guess it's a five or six inch tall doghouse that has a lid on it that comes off. So when you're sitting in the truck, if you don't have the uh, lid on it where you can look down and see the air cleaner, the air cleaner is about in line with the top of the, a little bit below the top of the seat. Yeah, it'd be a bad place to sit during a backfire. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) In, In addition to the modifications to make it a... Uh, mid-engine truck, there's a host of other things that were done, done to the chassis as well. Why don't you walk us through some of the things that, that were done that sets this truck apart? Uh, yes, the frame has extra metal welded to it uh, lengthwise to strengthen it up. It has um, a complete roll bar, roll cage inside of the cab that's uh, attached to the frame. And it has bars that exit out the front of the cab and the rear of the cab that run uh, the front ones run through the front of the cab up to a like a I-beam they have welded across the front of the frame that's gusseted in and, and strengthened with angle bracing and stuff and then the two in the back go out cross in the middle of the bed and uh, are welded to another I-beam that's in the back of the frame so uh, with all that tube welded in there and the extra strength of the frame that makes the frame stiff ended up so it doesn't you know to cut down on the flexing and and to keep it from bending and then of course the axles uh, have been reinforced they've got the extra bracing uh, bar that runs across the bottom of them yeah the, the trusses i think you can, in there you can see that in some of the jump photos yes. you can tell the jump truck because it has these massive uh, trusses across the uh the axles so what's different about the suspension i i, I remember reading about it and i i think it had like 35 inch dixie peck tires from back in the day and i want to say it was quad shocks at each corner um is it leaf springs is it what's what's the setup on there well the truck had uh from what i have found out a, a custom set of burbank suspension springs which the burbank suspension is no longer around yeah wow uh, that is like way back in the time machine and they added it has eight shocks in the back 
that they added eight to the shocks. rear. Oh my God. Eight shocks, four on each side in the back. Why would they have needed so many? Because, because shocks back then sucked. They're all twin tube technology. And, I mean, you know, you got to remember, this is the time of, of twin tube shocks, little tiny chromed rods, and um, <laughs> pink shock boots, you know? It's, but, uh, yeah. but the purpose of the shock is to stop the bounce, not suspend the vehicle. And they ha- didn't, this no, has leaves, no. right? Doesn't this yeah. truck have leaves? Yeah. So yeah, just, it has why did they beef, the... up, beef up the Leafs? Because you still have to keep, you have to Control slow it, it down yeah. so it doesn't, you know, reverse wrap on you and cause a bunch of problems. So you're not just controlling the rebound, you have to control the compression as well. And those, anybody who's owned, go buy even a lift kit today that has a twin tube shock. Yeah, the technology's better. I mean, the video, the internet, Instagram, YouTube is filled with people went and got a budget lift kit and then jumped it at... Pismo and or just, wherever yeah, breaks instantly. Bent rods right. and like you know holes in the sides of these things. So yeah, I can good, only good imagine. Point. Yeah, good point. Do you know whose uh, whose shocks they were, and what kind of wheels are they? The uh, shocks that were on it uh, when I got it were you could tell were original shocks. They were KYBs. And um, what was the other question? Uh, are they Wheel, are, wheels? What, what kind of wheels are they? They're just the chrome uh, wagon wheels. I don't know what brand. They are. They still make them. They were 16 and a half by nine and three quarters, the size of them. They, U.S. Wheel and Krager uh, still still produces a wheel that looks just like them. I think that was a GMC, not a Chevy. I think it was a K25, right? And so that it's funny, that era of those trucks had that weird 16.5 size. Yeah, that was a popular uh, popular tire back in, in that time. How does the truck run, Kevin? And I mean, drive, yeah. yeah. Uh, it runs great. I had to rebuild the motor. It was all locked <laughs> oh, up. And was it a th- 350 with a uh, with a three-speed like turbo 400? Is that what the combo was? Yeah, originally it was the four-bolt main. 70, it was a 79 model uh, truck motor, four-bolt main, 350 with a turbo 400 transmission. Anything special done to it? Uh, no, it was a bone. When, when I tore the motor apart, it was bone stock. It was um, it, it was just a regular truck motor. Huh. Have you done anything to it today? Uh, well, when I rebuilt it, uh, because the pistons were seized into that, I had to beat the pistons out of it. So uh, the block and crank are original. I had to buy new rods, new pistons for it. Uh, the heads were the old truck castings that were they were kind of junk, so I had to buy new heads and put on it. So I just went with a cheap set of aluminum heads and painted them blue to match the engine. So when people look at it, you don't really notice that they're aluminum heads because I knew I was going to be driving the truck. So I wanted something to make some power and get some uh, efficiency out of it. Now, somebody sent me a picture of that truck, and I don't know what kind of condition it was in when you found it. But they showed me a picture of that truck with no hood, with looks like no engine, uh, in the middle of a snowy forest with all sorts of rust and patina on it. Was that was that the condition when you got it, or was it better by the time you got it? Oh no, it was it was that way. Yeah. Oh my was, gosh! And then are you kidding rest. me? So I'm showing uh, no. I'm showing lightning here. The I would truck have today. never that's, that's the known truck. that's the truck today. That's insane. Wait a minute. How did it fall in such disrepair? Uh, Sitting in the woods. In well, the I know, but like, yeah. what a trip! <laughs> huh. It got. Uh, I guess it was put on the back lot when in '86 when they were done with it, and from then until until it got to my hands, I, to my knowledge, uh, nobody ever did anything with it. It just kind of sat around. Well, I mean, it doesn't snow in Burbank, California, where they were shooting that show. 
Yeah, so, uh, I, well, so I don't know where that picture was taken, but it, right. it's just, uh, it's. I don't know if you're familiar with the picture, but it looks like the hood hinges are up, uh, the doors are brown, the uh, the front fenders and chrome bumpers are all rusty, um, mm-hmm. and it's just sitting there looking all sad in the middle of the woods. You've done a lot of work to that thing. Yes, it took me, I worked on it solid for a year to, uh, wow. to get it to the condition it's in now. And and what's the plan? Your your goal is it just going to sit in the garage, or I mean, you 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 take it out, you you drive it around, but are you taking it to shows? Can people see it? What's the what's the goal? Oh here? yes, I've been taking it to shows where people can see it. My my goal was to get. I love driving it. Rebuilt the motor to where it's reliable. Uh, the turbo four hundred in it was was uh, busted, so I did not reuse it. So since I was going to have to put another transmission in it, I've opted and I put a 4L60E in it. Oh, nice. has the overdrive. Very cool. So it will cruise down the interstate. interstate I approve of that change. An hour <laughs> with no problem. What's the transfer case? I'm assuming that the front drive shaft is still hooked up, and if so, what's the transfer case? Is it like a NP205 or something like that? No, there's no transfer case. It's just two-wheel drive now. Okay, oh. so it has a front trust axle, but no power going to it because they only needed it to jump. Yeah, and okay. the front axle is actually empty. It has no gears or anything okay. in it. Um, I was always they, curious because the you know that would have been an awfully short drive shaft, right? To then still have a transfer case and all that. So I was always curious what the what the setup was on that. Yeah, no, they you you wouldn't have had room if you'd put a transfer case on it. It you it wouldn't have worked. It, it would have been past the. It been up to the rear end, and it'd been there's no way they could have done that. Kevin, if you had to guess, how many jumps? Has that truck been through? Thirty-three. That's shown on film. <laughs> well, so see, I know so it's probably least, more I know than at that, least right? Thirty-three. Now, if they did retakes or whatever, I don't. I don't have footage to show me that, but I know thirty-three tapes that I've counted going through the five seasons. I'm curious. When you got it, was there any type of sticker in the window that had like the Hollywood backlot pass or the studio or any documentation in the truck that that would? Um, T- you know, lend a little uh, information to its lineage, or Heather Thomas's bikini top. <laughs> I wish I'd found the little blue bikini. That would have been <laughs> nice. It had uh, 20th Century Fox stamped on uh, each of the leaf springs. Oh, interesting! Oh, wow, where they had stamped it, uh, like like actual stamped into the metal, or just spray painted like a stencil. Well, like a stencil, yeah, stencil, uh, stencil, spray painting on there. Okay, that's kind of cool. They marked it. Is there any type of like historical movie car registry or anything like? Can is is it a member of anything like that? Not that I'm aware of. I, I don't know of anything like that. If there is, I do not. I'm not aware of it. I mean, you got to have the Munsters Mobile or whatever that thing was called. I mean, there's so many. Scooby- really, the Munsters Mobile. Whatever. What's, what's, a, it, what's it called? And don't even say the Mystery Machine because that was a cartoon. Mystery, yeah, it's a cartoon. Yeah, but what well, Galpin Ford has a oh Mystery Machine yeah, over here. It's not the original. No, Mystery I know. Of course, machine. it's not. Scooby Doo. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, when you're out at shows, I'm kind of curious. Do young people know what it is? Do they get it, or is it only people 35 and older who uh, who remember it from their youth? Yeah, it would probably be the the probably 40 up remember it. Uh, I have had a few young people that have known what it was due to their parents <laughs> uh, showing them the you know showing them the TV show when they were young. But uh, yeah, mostly it's the 40 years old. And I could that, totally that see a family walking by. And some little kids like, yeah, look at that truck, whatever. It's brown and it's light brown. And the dad brown, loses, yeah. And the oh dad my loses god, the full guy truck is at the rear, right? And yeah. then realizes what it is and have their kid go, 
what is wrong with you? Yeah. Like it it looks like I don't know if it's like a worn transformer style grill guard. It's got KC's and I think C B lights on it. Um it's it's just it's definitely the truck from our childhood. It was rad at that time. It was very rad, especially airing out. I mean, it was doing Raptor things far before the Raptor did. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have an Instagram uh, with the uh, any of the build pictures or the, a place for people to follow you? And yeah, and man, I'd love to progress? see that beginning to end yeah. process. Yeah, I, I don't have anything like that. There is a uh, it is not it's a friend of mine's Facebook page. It's not mine. Uh, it's, if you go to get on Facebook and type in Fall Guy Stuntman Association, uh, <laughs> nice. you can go see the truck from when I started it up until I finished it because I would send as I would do things to the truck through the build I would send my buddy the pictures and tell him what I was doing and he would do all the stuff on Facebook because I wasn't I'm not really Facebook uh, savvy like that so I couldn't have done it if I wanted to so I let him do it for me but you can see that on that uh, Fall Guy Stuntman Association page for our, uh, our younger listeners you won't know this unless you're familiar with the truck and the show on the hood is a giant logo the size of the hood you think of like a uh, a Pontiac Firebird Thunder Chicken or something like that but it's a like four or five color graphic it's got a massive eagle surrounded by a blue circle and it's got like a yellow to orange fade on it and it says Fall Guy Stunt uh, Stuntman Association and that was part of the show and so that's you know that ugly ass logo is one of the coolest things about that truck <laughs> Only a logo that could have been designed in you the gotta, 80s. You got to make t-shirts and hand it out at the shows. <laughs> yeah. People would go bonkers. I sat in the uh, Fall Guy truck. So, uh, well, I actually do sell t-shirts. That uh, There was one that he wore on the show. I uh, had uh, a copy of it made, and, nice. and I do sell those, actually. And uh, if uh, if I wanted to pick one of those up, do I just have to find you at a show then? Yeah, at a show, uh, or contact me on Facebook. I'll ship them. I've, I have shipped... Uh, all kinds of stuff. I've shipped all the way to Germany. People getting shirts and and uh, stuff like that. Because I also sell the front push bars. Because yeah. when I was going to make my replica, you can't those push bars. You can't find them anymore. Nope. They're, they don't make them, and, and they're, they're rusted out. All the when scrap metal prices got high, I'm sure that ate a lot of them up. So uh, I did find one, and I was able to copy it. And I make uh, replicas of those, so, and I've sold a lot of those to and people so that are doing We're just going on your Kevin Webb uh, Facebook page? Yes, yeah. So W-E-B-B, Kevin Webb? Mm-hmm, yeah. And, if and there's we, a picture of me standing beside the truck. Uh, that's how you know it's me. And if we were to send you some Truck Show Podcast t-shirts, would you, would uh, you put one on and stand next to the truck? Take a photo. Yeah, I would do. Yeah, I would do that. Sweet. All right. Well, then I'll uh, I'll hit you up uh, after the interview on uh, on our on a text here, and I'll I'll get your info, and we'll send you a truck show podcast uh, shirt to uh, try out. Awesome. Well, Kevin, thank you. I, I'm I'm glad that we finally found you. Holman was on a he was obsessed for over a year trying to find whoever owned this truck. Yeah. And we didn't know if it existed for the longest time, and so not only. Do we feel great about having found it? But it's a really cool story that you just resurrected this rust bucket. Yes, it was a lot of work. It was a lot, um, a lot. Of, it's it was a lot of work because there was a lot of custom stuff that I had to do to the truck when I was rebuilding it because of the custom stuff they had done to the truck. You know, it wasn't just like you were rebuilding a normal Chevrolet or a GMC truck. It it, it required a a little more than that. 
What are the new shocks on it today? Is there does KYB make an equivalent shock, or have you upgraded to something else? Well, they are KYBs. I had contacted KYB because that was an interesting story because I had the part numbers off the shocks, and they said, "Well, we don't make them anymore." And I'm like, "Well, can you rebuild the ones that I have?" Because I told them, you know, I'm not crazy. This is why I'm requesting this. They said, "No, we won't even touch that." So I was disheartened so i ended up getting on the internet and finding getting on kyb's uh, site and started looking through their shocks that they sell because they list everything that they sell in dimensions and and eyelet diameters and and uh, the length of the shocks and how far their travel is and i measured mine and i thought well i'll just get as close as i can and Spent uh, probably a couple weeks doing that and found two part numbers that matched exactly the dimensions of the shocks that I had on paper because the truck had two different part numbers of shocks on it. So I was dealing with two different shocks I was trying to trying to find. Sure. And got to notice them both part numbers on the new shocks were only like a couple digits different than the ones on the old on hmm. the old shocks. I'm like, hmm, kind of interesting. Well, AutoZone sells KYB, so I went to AutoZone, gave them the part number. They ordered them in for me. So when they come in, I took my two original shocks down there, put them up on the counter, opened up the new ones, and they were identical to the ones that I had. So they must have no superseded kidding. a part number or something then, right? Yes, they did. Okay. Uh, obviously, because they are the same, and I guess the guy I talked to, he wouldn't have... I guess KYB wouldn't have any way of knowing that. How lucky are you that you were able to find <laughs> super lucky? You know That's what? The, huge. You know what sticks out to me what? is that that was a total fail on KYB's part. Total fail that they didn't see yeah, but, the marketing but, but value no, in helping him out. That's not the that's not the issue. The issue is today we don't have mechanics anymore. And so all these companies just have people who cross-reference. We don't have the old guy at the parts counter who knows all that stuff. Now you just have parts replacers. Everything's a module. Mm-hmm. Everything's just a number. And and you but just you know what? You call that. someone. You call someone like me. Yeah, but inside it, of a marketing department, you go, "Hey, yeah. I'm working on this project," and I'm like, "I'm you're gonna, an enthusiast. I'm That's gonna bi- I'm gonna find something and I'm gonna build yeah. it for if you." If it was just somebody who was there, who's a young guy, never heard of the Fall Guy truck, he's probably thinking. Who's this dude calling? Yeah, whatever, right? I mean, that that's just the reality. It's like all of us uh, car guys, what's our old-timey counter guy goes away that knows all that stuff? Man, it's it sucks. It's it's hard. It's hard to find that stuff. I've got one more question for you, Kevin, and it's the most important question of this entire interview. Mm, wait, 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 wait. Hold on. <laughs> the most important question of the interview. Have you jumped the truck? No, I haven't. Oh! <laughs> I've entertained the thought, may do it someday. A small jump, I think. Would do be, it once. Buy some railroad tracks nice. or something. I think I think you got to do it to have that full fall guy experience. So at the very least, find some like little bicycle ramp that some kid's been going off of, you know, <laughs> the down skateboard? the street. The skateboard yeah, ramp, it. you know, like a little three footer. Yeah. Well, it, it's possible it could have seen some airborne time on the road because the truck rides so stiff. <laughs> when you're going down the interstate and you're hitting these bumps at 60, 70 mile an hour, it's possible it is bouncing off. All you need is a train crossing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, Kevin Webb, we really appreciate it. You can find him on uh, on Facebook, Kevin Webb, W-E-B-B. I have been trying, not knowing it was you, I've been trying to track you down for over a year, so I really appreciate Kevin's your like, time. Kevin's like, I got a and... freaking stalker out there. Yeah, some, right? Some, yeah, totally. some dude in California will not leave me alone. No, he was super gracious, <laughs> and uh, when I told him what we were up to and that we wanted to talk about the truck, 
he was 100% in, and we just talked a few days ago, and, and he was willing to jump on right away to talk. So I just wanted to say how much I appreciate how gracious you were, Kevin, and, and uh, love the story behind the truck. Congrats, and, and thank you for, for resurrecting this thing. Well, thank you for getting a hold of me because I've enjoyed every minute of it, and if you all ever get out towards eastern Tennessee and you want to take a ride in the truck, just It's funny that you say <laughs> that because in our last um, episode— I'm actually going to— Tennessee We're talking. To, yeah, months. you are going to Tennessee, yeah. and yeah. I'm trying to tag along. All right, well, we'll, we'll we'll stay in touch. I've got your info. We're definitely going to send you out. I know all of our listeners are going to say, "What? Why does he get a T-shirt and we don't?" But he's going to trade his T-shirt. So Kevin, we spent a year building the, the full guy truck. Of course, he's going to get a shirt. I'm going to make sure that we get a truck show podcast T-shirt out to you, and and we'll we'll stay in touch. But appreciate your time. What and, size uh, do you wear? Uh, extra large. Perfect. We got plenty of those. I got those. Awesome. All right, my friend. Thank you so much, and uh, we'll be uh, we'll be in touch. Thank you, sir. Great show. Enjoyed it. You got it. Right, thanks, thanks, Kevin. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Holman, I'm feeling hungry, like hungry for truck news. What's, What's new, new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. Lifted, lowered, and everything in between. What's happening in the world of trucks? Oh! I think that's better than last week. That was week. good. No, yeah. last week's was stellar. No, the when, second one was stellar. The when first I was, one was a little loose. A little loose. When I was editing it, and I'm sitting there in my studio at home, and it was perfect. Oh, that day that you were able to drive ho- home and get to your house. Yeah, not the one where I slept in the back of a Ford. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah something Mm-mm. about that. What you got? Oh, what you got? Hey, anybody? What you got? Anybody who is looking <laughs> for a 2020 Jeep Gladiator? Uh, are you going to tell me that there was another tr- a train wreck and they all got <laughs> yeah, squished? No, but uh, they had a uh, <clears throat> stop sale on 3,427 trucks because the supplier forgot to lube the drive shaft. <laughs> um, oops. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever that guy is, uh, he probably is not having a good week. Um, that could uh, do a lot of bad things. So uh, they stopped sale, they fixed all of them, and uh, go out and get yourself a gladiator. That's, uh, that's painful. Yeah, that's a, that's a little bit of a bummer. I'm uh, I'm not gonna lie that that's uh, that sucks. Hey, uh, did you hear? I'm gonna interrupt your news right here. This, okay, this just came from me. Uh, a friend of mine who is uh, so Patrick owns. Um, oh shoot, it was it was Shield and Spear, and he's got oh, it's uh, oh he just changed the company. It's called uh, American Diesel Power. So he's an online retailer okay. and he does some tuning. So he's ripping off my uh, business. American Diesel Power. Well, he put American <laughs> in front of it. Yeah, he's yeah. small. He's a two-man operation. Okay. Right, I wouldn't right, worry about right, it. Right, right. Cool guy. Uh, he does. He's a lot. Oh, he's a big into um, the two eights. The okay. uh, little Duramax. The Duramax. Yeah. Yep. American Diesel Power. After talking at length with our partners at Hackman's Customs, and Hackman's Customs was the tunes that he uses for the two point eight. Okay. Never heard of him. You wouldn't. Again, small guy based out of Hawaii. Oh wow! Really, Hawaii? Yes. That's interesting. Very okay. bizarre. The decision has been made to work towards improving our emissions on tuning Hmm. and discontinuing off-road and race tuning. As the industry changes, so must those that are a part of it. In an attempt to support both the industry and our customers in the best way possible, any request to convert from race off-road tuning to emissions-compliant tuning will be done at re- at a reduced rate. That's a pretty good idea. From the sound of it, it, it would appear that he's offering people to, to reverse. come back in compliance for a reduced uh, rate. Um, huh. I like that. 
During this change, we will begin making significant strides towards providing the most capable products and programming possible within the constraints with which are placed. We truly appreciate your support and look forward to sharing exciting new products with you. So I think that we're going to see a lot of quote unquote tuners um, changing their stance because the EPA, have to. the EPA has got a really big thumb and they're just squishing, squishing, squishing oh, yeah. the bugs. Yep, no doubt about it. Uh, in the news and world of electric pickup trucks, um, there's a bunch of stuff on the horizon. Uh, this week, a bunch of news came out. Apparently, uh, Rivian, who uh, we interviewed at Overland Expo West, uh, still hasn't sold a single vehicle. Uh, are but they? Are, can you put a deposit down? And I think I that's believe you can put a p- deposit down. So Ford and Amazon have put lots of deposits down mm. in the millions of dollars, um, but they recently just picked up. I believe it was Cox Automotive. Watch um, your language. Yeah, it's a family show. So uh, three hundred and fifty million dollars from Cox Automotive, which owns Kelly Blue Book and Auto Trader, among some other ones. That adds to the seven hundred million dollar deal with Amazon and five hundred million dollars from Ford. Which brings the estimate up to $1.5 billion in uh, funding this year alone. And that puts uh, Rivian's value at $3.5 billion. And not, it's like Twitter. Haven't uh, sold anything. Nope. Nope. Although I would say out of all the vaporware out there, the Rivian seems the most poised to actually be something. Hmm. Knowing the uh, caliber of engineers and designers and people from the OE world that work there. Their plan, the uh, truck in person is is uh, gorgeous. Uh, the fact that they understand that you need two, more than two hundred and fifty miles of range, all that stuff. Um, it's it's the most um, probable, promising, probable. Yeah. So more so than the Tesla, most so, more well, so than I, the Bollinger. So funny you mentioned the Tesla. Yeah, I'd say more so than than Bollinger, but you know they may they're more of a niche, right? Like they're going to do a boutique build. It's going to be a small volume hand built, all that kind of stuff. Um, so they they may you know, kind of like the Fisker. Remember the Fisker? Yeah, yeah Fisker's still out there. Uh, yeah, but as it's a different a, company. Yeah, it's not Karma. Karma. What are they called? Karma, oh, is it called yeah. Karma now? Okay. So uh, funny you should mention the Tesla because uh, there's a recent uh, tweet from our friend Elon Musk, who said on September seventh that November is most likely going to be when the Tesla pickup breaks cover. Now, you said it was it was vaporware and wasn't going to happen. I said I would be surprised. Yeah, I would be surprised if it happened. So you will eat craw. No, no, no. Chew? What do you eat craw? What? No, you eat crow? Crow. You eat crow, you eat crow not yeah, craw. Yeah, not craw. What you is eat craw? Crawfish. Where did they even get know. that from? I don't know. Crawfish, yeah. yeah. You eat crow. Uh, so here's the deal. I think they have it in development. I think they're going to show it, but is it going to be sold? I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm constantly watching Tesla going, hmm, countdown begins. Now, I'm going to be a Tesla hater. I'm not going to lie. I see are you a, a coal of, roller? I Well, I mean, are no, you, are EPA, you a hater? No, I am not. I'm not putting that no, on No, you know, I mean, the figure of speech, like, yeah. are you are you I'm hating because no. you don't understand, quote unquote? You no, don't no, understand no, no. electric? No, electric is cool. I've driven electric, and there's a lot to like about it. It's not a piston, internal combustion, gas or diesel. doesn't have a supercharger, turbocharger. There are some redeeming qualities. Uh, I love the way they drive, that 100% torque at zero RPM off the line, all that stuff. There's a lot to like. But I don't like the infrastructure that isn't there. I don't like the slow charging times. I don't like the lack of range. It's a great third car to commute in. It's not going to be your primary car at this point for most people. Now, if you have a, I don't know, a Tesla, BMW i3, and you can charge at work and at home, you you can you know minimize a lot of that, and maybe it works for some people. I think uh, where we live for everybody that I pass, my yeah. God, I mean I this know, is everywhere. I think it's only like California publicist, but I counted 
31 on the 605 well, freeway today. He's saying that the starting price will be less than 49,000. Typical Tesla, you know, where's the- What'd you say, 41? 49. 49. Where's the $35,000 uh, Model 3? You can't get it, right? And so, and uh, Ford's coming out with their electric F-150. I hear by something like 22, GM's going to have their electric pickup. And was There's that Ford F-150, was that pure electric or was yes. that hybrid? No, that's the one that towed the train. Okay. Pure electric. Okay. And there's already a, a mild hybrid Ram out there with more electrification coming. If you're Tesla, are you really going to have a better truck than Ford or Ram? I'm I I I've, I'm suspect on that. Seems or is like it a it Honda be, Ridgeline. That's what I'm saying. It's batteries. more of like a it's a metropolitan vehicle. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not. It's, it's not for your petunias from Home Depot. Yeah, right? not necessarily a horse trailer. Right. Um, I, I get it. It's different needs for different folks and all that kind of stuff. Um, it's just just interesting. So it sounds like it's. Could happen. I mean, yeah, I think there's definitely in November, Tesla sees the writing on the wall and they have to show their truck to get excitement and hype up and probably get some more investment over there and all that. But I mean, we'll see. Um, like I said, the F-150 uh, electric truck, I think it's on the way in like 22 or something like that. So okay. it's, I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. We'll see. I don't, I don't know if I, if I buy into it hundred percent that they're going to be selling a $49,000 all, all electric pickup. Maybe. I'm really curious about the range. Yeah, maybe. Probably. I, I can't imagine it'd be less than 300 or 280. You know, match the cars. But anyway, mm-hmm. but what happens when you put a trailer on the back and your range goes like 70 percent? When I was at the LA Auto Show several years ago and I saw the Tesla Model S and it had the trailer hitch and it was pulling a streamline, not streamline, airstream. Thank you, airstream. And I thought, for what? 15 miles? Like, and they go, no, no, it'll go a couple hundred miles. Blah blah. And I thought, yeah. Maybe hundred. Yeah, I, I think the guys over at TFL Truck tried to tow with a, a Model X, uh, a trailer out to uh, Toyota's Trail Pass a couple weeks ago, and they ended up having to switch out for Ram Rebel. <laughs> and so I don't know. I don't know the whole story behind okay, it, but I, right. I had seen something about it. So okay, uh, maybe go check out those guys. Um, also, the 2019-2020 uh, Ram fifteen hundred is the first uh, full size truck to uh, get the Insurance Institute of Highway Safety's top safety pick, which is a uh, top safety pick plus. The difference between the 19 and 20, it's the same vehicle they crashed, wasn't the structure. They had rated the uh, ones with the entry-level headlights, the halogens, down lower because those lights didn't project around corners. But now testing everything with the updated headlights, um, with the LEDs, it gets a, a top safety uh, pick. Plus I didn't know that it had the cornering lights, kind of like BMW has. Not cornering lights okay. per se, just the light spread and pattern allows you to be able to see a lot more than the halogens. I haven't driven in a, in a car or a truck with, with the uh, directional lights, have you? Um, not in a truck. I mean, old Lincoln Town Cars had them. They did? Oh, heck yeah. Have you they ever done did? that? Oh, yeah. You turn around and the whole side of the street would light up. Are you, you serious? Know, yeah. Old town car, baby. Oh, yeah. Huh. Was it mechanical or electronic? No, it was. It was. Uh, I, I mean, I can imagine that the 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 the, no. the housings for the bulbs are on actuators. No, you know, that no, are, they just it's just a side light that lights up when you when you no, go to turn. No, 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 no. I'm talking about BMW has ones that actually yeah, that are move. on. They're motorized. Yeah, I've, yes, I've, I've yes. driven those. They're weird. The back reflectors. Yeah, I'd have angle. to think about what car I was in that that had that. It's you get used to it. Whatever. Well, that's what I'm asking. Yeah. I would be no. Would be the, this is just their their uh, mid level and premium LED light puts out enough spread where it. It gets the uh, higher safety. So I would I, when I was in the Titan, there was a panel right above the dash, right mm-hmm. on, on the top of the dash. Okay, and it was about uh, let's call it eight inches um, side to side and about six inches deep, and it was right where I thought a heads up no, display would that, go. That was that's just for servicing the back of the instrument panel. Ah, but did you notice on the Titan on the lower left hand corner by your left knee, yeah. there was a three level adjustment for headlights. So with a trailer load, you could adjust your headlights up or down. 
I didn't see that. Yeah. So all the Titans have that where uh, when you hook up a trailer and your lights go, you can actually, through a, a knob on the dash, lower That's the That's freaking brilliant. Yeah. That is brilliant. Yeah. That's one of my favorite uh, towing features. You hook up a load, you can get your lights from blinding other people, and so you're not getting blinded by all the people hating on you. Blinded by their lights? Blinded wrapped up. by the light. Have you ever driven a truck with a heads-up display? Because I can't think yes. of a truck that has GMC, a heads-up. The brand new GMCs. Oh, it does? Yeah. The uh, Denali's have those. Huh. Yep. That's the only one that has heads-up. Seems like you'd mm, want to have an upgrade. I don't and know if that's the only Guys are spending one. bank on the on the Silverados, you know, getting a fully loaded Yeah, but you LTZ. can't get it on the Chevy. That's one of the things I, that I GMC am, has. I understand that, but yeah. it seems a like- A lot of infighting over there because Chevy on the high end wants some of those features of GMC, like the multi-pro right. tailgate, heads-up display. you got to get the GMC for that. This seems like there's uh, would be a lot, a lot of money to be made the, uh, for those premium items. The- um, Rearview mirror that uses the camera behind you. So if you have people or cargo loads, you can still see with their middle mounted roof uh, rearview mirror. Right. Uh, GMC only has that also. Huh. Out of those two. Although you can get it on a Nissan Armada. There are just too few of those sold defender. to make it make sense. On GMC? On the GMC. Well, compared to compared to the Silverado. Yeah, but you're selling plenty. The whole idea is- I know you got you got to differentiators. Yeah, right. you got to you got to say GMC's premium. We have to offer some stuff. A sure. carbon pro bed is the other thing that GMC has. That yeah, the multi pro tailgate and okay. Yeah. Yep. Mm. Uh, and then some reports coming out that the 2022 Chevy Silverado 1500 ZRX might be a thing. The ZRX. That is what we are hearing it be called in the old interwebs. Now, so that means the, I was talking to a guy uh-huh. that said it's nope, a, it's a real thing. Nope, stop. Stop. Nope, no, you weren't. I, yes, I you was. You were not talking to anybody. I was. So it'll be interesting. 2022, <laughs> is that the year of the Raptor fighters? Because, uh, well, pretty soon we're going to hear about the Ram TRX, which mm. is going to be pretty badass. And then if uh, Silverado has a ZRX, and then there's Raptor, and then we could all go fast in the desert and go wow. have a ball. I love competition. Tell me more. Go, you know, competition's great. So anyway, we'll see. Sounds like uh, there's a lot of cool stuff on the way. Just saying mm. that there's some cool stuff. It yeah. sounds like, yeah, it sounds like this November... This uh, fall is going to be really good for truck news. Uh, yeah. Truck enthusiasts. Well, we've got uh, LA Auto Show, and then uh, Detroit got moved to uh, June, but somewhere between LA, Chicago in February, and Detroit in June, I would imagine a lot of stuff happening. Oh, and Texas State Fair next week. Oh, big, big news. Who's, isn't it, but isn't Ford the big one at Texas State Fair? Like, who normally, you went last year or the I year go before. every year. I know, but Texas State Fair, I, it seemed like year, it was one of the manufacturers was, it was kind of their baby. No? Nope. Nope. Oh, Everybody really? does something now. Oh. Especially our friends at Nissan. Who started the, the trend at Texas State Fair? Uh, I don't know. Was it Ford? Maybe. Okay. Maybe. Uh, but Toyota's there in, the, you know, their plant and their Plano headquarters now is in the backyard of, of there as well. Okay. Toyota has a huge display. Nissan has a huge display. Ram has a huge display. GM and Ford all have huge displays. It's like the first, it's now the kickoff for auto show season. Right. I was just curious. Usually there's a first. There's someone who has, you know, on the leading edge and starts trends and I thought it was Ford, but it doesn't matter. Well, all, all I'm telling you is that- uh, They're all there. Nissan. Yes. Nissan. Yes. Nissan. Yes. So much to talk about soon. So very soon. We're going to have a lot of what's new in trucks with our friends over at Nissan. Embargo. Is what you're saying. That's what I'm saying for right now, but I won't be saying that in a couple weeks, my friend. And you're wearing your Calling All Titan shirt right here. I am wearing my Calling All Titan shirt. It's a good looking shirt. It's a good looking shirt. It's soft. It's, it's actually gone through like fifty washes. I, I, it so, hasn't faded at all. No, I don't know. Shirt. Where's mine? For a free shirt. I gave you a shirt. It was on this chair right here for like a year. It's Where'd probably it in the studio. I don't know. It's probably in the studio somewhere. Really? I don't know. Huh? I don't know what happened because you what, had what it. shirt is that down there? Uh, that is uh, from our party. 
Oh, yeah. That's well, one of our guests I've uh, given. I think that, oh, they that brought made, that to us? Okay. Yeah, yep. So uh, anyway, somewhere around you have a Calling All Titan shirt. Motor Trend on Demand. Ever heard of it? Yes, or I love the, that channel. The Motor Trend app. Well, I, I, so it, you've got Motor Trend, the channel which used to be with uh, speed the velocity. and velocity. Yeah. Then it's now Motor Trend, and then you have the app, and then you have the on demand. Yes. Right. Well, the app and the on demand are the same. Okay. Um, so uh, we. Well, I think of the. You're right. The app I think of on my phone. Yeah. And then I think uh, of on demand. You can do it on, on your Apple TV, TV and Amazon or, or all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. We over here at the old Motor Trend Group just purchased rights to all seasons of Top Gear except for one, so two on, and they're doing a big promotion right now for 14, I believe, days free uh, to try out the app. Really? And we have the entire Top Gear catalog from season two on, the BBC one, the one you want. Guys, I got to tell you that, and I'm, this is not a plug, I paid for the Motor Trend um, on-demand app for quite a while. Now, of course, I work here. I get it. I get it free, but... It is worth every penny. If you're a gearhead, there's something for everyone. And you can you go down the rabbit hole. So my Saturday nights aren't like watching movies anymore. It's all motor trend. You're just it's all car head stuff. to head. It's all car porn. Just loving that, it's aren't you? It's just And you know what's kind of cool is that my kids hated it at first. Well, they didn't hate it. They just didn't care. They're like, "Dad's watching his car stuff again." My little guy is coming around. He's like, "Some of it's interesting to him." So if you want to go uh, to MotorTrendOnDemand.com, you can join free for 14 days, which is, uh, I think, pretty cool. And uh, you can see uh, the Stig, the original Stig. By the way, w- what would you think if I was able to get Ben Collins, the original Stig, on our show? Is that who? That's, I didn't know that's, that. That's, yeah. He wrote oh. a book and then got outed and then got fired and okay. all that kind of stuff. I think he still does like stunt driving for movies, and he's around. And he's between L.A. and the U.K. And um, had a conversation with him on, of all places, LinkedIn. Okay. And I was thinking maybe that might be. Why were you on LinkedIn? You looking for a job? Uh, no, no, I I do a lot of stuff on LinkedIn. I post. <laughs> in fact, I post a lot of our uh, every time we do an episode update, post it on LinkedIn, and it's oh, amazing. If good you look, for us. If you look at our analytics, <laughs> how many people listen to the show via LinkedIn? Are you serious? I'm, I'm not even kidding at all. Ah, so you know, okay, kind of cool. So go uh, go check out MotorTrendOnDemand.com. Join free. Wait, wait, for, is it, is it MotorTrendOnDemand.com? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, or download the Motor Trend app on your phone, on your iPad, on your, you know, Apple TV, Everywhere. on your Roku, on your Google, Amazon Fire Stick. I think I don't know. <laughs> yeah. We're in a lot of places. Alexa, <laughs> download Motor Trend. Is that how you do it? Nope, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, don't forget our buddy Ian, who was on our last episode, uh, Four Wheeler, uh, the TV show. Uh, starts on the linear network, so on the channel, on September 28th. That's such an inside Hollywood term, the yeah, linear, linear network. That's, linear channel. That's what you watch on that's TV. That's what you call a cable channel. And that's the one that happens in real time. Yeah. By the time you hear this show, it'll already be on the Motor Trend On Demand app, season one, episode one, uh, four-wheeler. Check it out and go check out our friends, uh, Fred Williams but you and Dave a, Chappelle and you need, have, day you need well. to have a really tall t- TV because, because his, his hair, hair? no but actually it'll we have new technology uh-huh. where you play the show yeah. if his hair ever goes outside the frame it actually pops up on top of your TV that's set. what I'm talking about yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's like Mark like smell vision except right? it's uh you know <gasps> Ian's hair is in your house what if he stood next to Marge Simpson who would have taller hair right somebody should draw that cartoon and uh, send it to us <laughs> truckshowpodcast.gmail.com and Ian uh, we love you thanks for coming on and we wish you uh, all sorts of success on your new show all right um in maybe possibly the most important news ever in the history of news. I 
I'm waiting. I just love the drum roll. God, I love that drum roll. What if I told you, as of right now, this episode today, you, my friend, can purchase a Truck Show Podcast t-shirt! What if... Wait, what? What if I really? told you it was available as a t-shirt, Yeah. Uh-huh. as a pullover hoodie, as a full zip hoodie, as a long sleeve t-shirt, as a ladies tank for your wife who loves singing Are the jingles with you. Are we involved in this? I didn't know this was happening. And a men's tank top, truck show podcast, anywhere between $24.99 and I think it goes up to $42.99 depending on what you, what you buy. Small, medium, large, XL, and 2XL. Head over to store dot motortrend.com and go over to collections and then to truck trend and we're under the truck trend tab and uh, you should be able to find uh, the truck show podcast logo on your favorite piece of apparel huh and they are printed and shipped in the usa a 60 day return and money back guarantee and we have personally inspected the shirts well somebody did uh to ensure <laughs> i didn't even know they we existed. could guarantee I high tell quality you I didn't inspect it Huh. So I apologize to everybody we didn't send a shirt to. Um, you would appreciate this because uh, this is up your alley. 4.2 ounce, 100% heirloom uh, combed and ring spun cotton. Well, that's kind of lightweight. Machine washable. I'm a six ounce guy. Uh, well, I know, but I like I like the 4.2 ounces because I like to be able to move. Nope. You like stiff you're, shirts. You're a five ounce guy. Uh, you like stiff shirts. No, you're a five ounce guy. What you're wearing is a five ounce. So four two is 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 that's a a more athletic fit. So if you got a good Thank build, you. that's me. If, if I'm athletic, right in the a, right places. If you're a three x or four x, I'm going to caution you that this will show your gut. I'm just being honest. Well, but it only goes up to two x, so you're fine. Oh, perfect. Okay. Uh, so how about the uh, adult pullover hoodies, which are a seven ounce, fifty two percent heirloom comb and ring spun cotton, and forty eight percent poly fleece. Hmm. Do we know what brand? Uh, I don't. I don't. But I know that we're. Print- Can you zoom in and see the tag? It says Motor Trend. They're printed oh, inside oh, the shirt. I know, oh, fancy, right? Whoa, tagless. Now, I'm telling you. How about this? Woman's flowy racerback tank, 3.7 ounce. I think you That'd should try one on. Well on the ladies. I think If uh, it sells more shirts for us and makes uh, the Truck Show podcast the most popular piece of apparel, what if we beat Roadkill? Because all of our listeners are like, we need a shirt. Now Roadkill's going to crush They're going to kill it. Just right? crush. Uh, but anyway, you can get hot rod stuff. You can get super street stuff, Roadkill stuff, automobile. So this just launched. Just launched. Just launched. And so store.motortrend.com. There's going to be some other stuff coming later. There's still some koozies and cups and things like that where you can get any of our logos on. Can we get get actually a Truck Show Podcast mug, like coffee mug? uh, It's coming. We can't yet, but you can for some of the uh, logos and some of the shows and stuff like that. Wow. So anyway, I just- uh, What about like uh, some of the shirts that your, um, one of your artists here designed that were super rad that we wanted to do? So- make it? Yeah, yeah. So basically- Or do we have to prove our our, our worth here first with this one? So we have about five or six Truck Show Podcast uh, shirt designs that are floating out there um but so here's what i did i'm gonna whisper because i don't want them to hear us okay so they came to me and they said we're doing the store and we need one for each of your brands and i go does that include the truck show podcast and they go well we hadn't really thought about that i'm like oh i mean it does right so when i submitted and approved the artwork well, i have a friend matt who listens to the show something, something. So now you're gonna whisper and talk out of your side of your and mouth? okay he snuck it in there for us okay so we made it to the store well, that's, I, I think, so I'm conflicted. I really think it's cool that we're with all these bigger brands, yeah. with these bigger shows, yeah. pretty badass. Yeah. But now we've got all these people that are like, wait, you're supposed to send me a shirt, now you're going to charge me for it. Well, I'm, I'm conflicted. Well, we, we we still have shirts we can send out to those folks. Okay. Huh. One day? Someday? 
But if you weren't one of those folks, you can buy a shirt. Or yeah. if you're tired of waiting for us, you can buy a shirt. Store.motortrend.com. Yeah. If you want one right now, that's where you get it. That's <laughs> no, what no, we're no. Saying. If you want to be insured that you'll get one. Oh, yeah. Okay. And I, I don't know if we do international shipping. I guess I should probably figure that out. Um, oh, shipping and returns. It says, uh, well, it doesn't say anything about uh, no. where. So I don't no. know. Uh, it's I don't, too new, too yeah, fresh. We literally just launched a Truck Show Podcast today. Oh. Like our shirt, our design just hit it. So it's the black shirt with the logo. More stuff coming, but we got to prove that we can uh, hold our own in the store. And so uh, store.motortrend.com. Speaks volumes about us, does it? I don't know that it does. Not Not yet. Holman, were you aware that Jordan from Daytona Truck Meet announced the 2020 show date? I was. And he also, uh, we still haven't gotten the answer to the stickers he sent us that say update on them. Yeah, it's a big picture of a giant ginger with a beard and the whole thing. And he's, yeah. uh, and, and right under his legs, around his knees, it just says U P D A T E. It just says update. Update. Inexplicably. Yeah. You and I looked at, I thought you would have the answer. You thought I would have the answer. Uh, Neither of us know. We hung out with him for an entire weekend in no Daytona idea. and no clue why it says update. So I'm is that him. a slogan? Or uh, you're gonna call we're going to call him. We're going to yeah, figure right, this right, out. Right, right. I'm too curious. All right. Hello, hello, hello. Yo, George to the Dan. What up, dude? What's up? Hey, Yo. uh, don't move. Hold on. I've got four chrome rims and a steering wheel. I've got four chrome rims and a steering wheel. Jordan Wilbauer, founder of Daytona Truck Meet on the Horn. So we saw. <laughs> am I allowed your, to call it the Horn? The Horn, well, yeah, is, absolutely. Why that not? Is ultimate cheesy morning show. On the horn? Banter, yeah, on no, the horn. Okay, hey, got him on the okay horn. dial and smile. <laughs> hey, uh, Jordan, fine. what? Uh, two questions for you. A, we saw that you announced uh, your dates for the 2020 show, so we should probably uh, let people know what those are. We'll start there. Okay, yeah. June 5th through the 7th next year, 2020, Daytona National Speedway. Uh, be there, be square? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I see uh, truck registration is open at DaytonaTruckMeet.com, and I'm looking at a... Uh, Vehicle registration of forty bucks, VIP at one hundred and sixty, and premium at one hundred. So, what does uh, what does that VIP get me if I've got a, a rig that I want to roll into the International Speedway down there? Yeah, so we opened. Uh, we decided to just open the VIP and premium early. Um, we're going to open up the regular on October first. Uh, VIP gets you a T-shirt. It gets you expedited entry. Gets you a, a nice fancy parking spot on the nice cool grass right next to vendor row it gets you right in the center dead smack in the middle of the show so does it you get be you in the best spot possible that's where you want to be a questionable sticker that for some reason says update on it and has a picture of you cartoonized we were so confused by that it's a picture of you yeah like what? a caricature of you uh-huh with it says with this update but it's this it's, the, it's the same that's, jordan that's it's nope. the same jordan okay. from the stage that's stage yeah. jordan i have a picture well yeah so that, that picture of him right there yeah I have yep. that picture of him from behind doing that. Oh, he's, he's looking out to the crowd. Yeah, that, okay, that's, well, you that's got a that picture of me from behind. I no? do, <laughs> I do. But I didn't make a sticker out of it. So what the what the hell? Update. Explain. Update. That's just it. That's my thing. When uh, uh it's mainly like when I do Insta stories and uh, Snapchat stories, I just you know I hop on first thing I say update. Okay. okay. What's well, kind but of not, not even a hashtag? <laughs> I do. We, we were looking at the quality of the stickers, and I think both of us felt like the stickers are are pretty good. 
Except for the fact, are we going to dissect the quality of the actual well, sticker but, material? The right ahead, right, right by. <laughs> look at my sticker. Right by his crotch has a big piece of dirt underneath the. See that? See that? Oh yeah. Well, that, whoever did that, the application uh, was this done in a uh, dusty field? <laughs> listen, listen. There's actually a good story behind that. So that those stickers were the very first stickers printed on my business partner's brand new printer. So that is the very beginning of the new role and the breaking in of the printer. So literally the first stickers that were ever made from uh, my business partner's uh, printer right there. Okay, well, We're, we're giving you a hard time, but they it, actually cool. are good. I'm yeah, actually jealous cool because I want a sticker yeah. of Jay and I cartoonized like this. This is Structural Podcast. Can you do like a couple one-off stickers just for fun for us? Yeah, no problem. Just for fun, just because you need to throw some more stickers through the machine and and make sure it works okay. Well, and what is his plan by having this uh, printer cutter plotter? I mean, to make stickers. I've I'm always guessing. wanted to do more printing stuff. I have my own, you know, just a simple die cut sticker uh, machine down here. But my business partner Patrick started panda printing down in South Florida, and he, you know, got out of the corporate world, you know, working for himself, doing that thing. And I uh, wanted to, you know, create this business and I'm helping him, you know, just here and there. But he's really going hardcore on it. And, uh, you know, it's something I think is, is worthwhile. And it, it helps with us because especially with Daytona, you know, we can make our own vinyl decals, whether it's for the show or, you know, and have the contacts in there. That Who did the artwork? Us. I believe it was uh, Illustrated there's okay. some some Instagram Illustrated graphics guy. Well, other he, than like, takes pictures, you have funny shaped fingers. I think it's solid, and I think I, I want to <laughs> say. Let me see. Hold on. I want to say. Yeah. That that Jordan. I've met Jordan in person. This is a very Family Guy I, right here. He's yeah. he's a member of Family Guy. But here's the problem. I feel like his scale is off. I feel like he's made himself taller. Even though he doesn't have legs. Oh, you're saying he, wait, no, no, that's a very nice way of saying ratio. you thinned him up. I thought you were about to say it wasn't chubby enough. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, went, I went the other way out of our friendship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah you, took, you, you retracted that. You're like, no, I'm not going to go. I just turned to the left a little bit. Change lanes right there just to uh, get, get through. Uh, no, it's a beautiful sticker. We will probably uh, take some pictures with it somewhere. I think we need to post it up right outside the on-air light, outside the podcast studio. And then that way- Sean needs to put it on one of those planes he keeps- Oh. One of these days, oh, I, the problem is you get mm-hmm. in trouble for sticking things to planes. Yeah. But it would be, oh. oh, I, by the way, truck show podcast sticker. Yeah. I just got verification from a certain friend who works for a certain place that we sent some certain stickers that there might be some stickers hidden on some certain hardware out in the world. Oh, that's Ooh, very I'm unspecific. Yeah. Are you talking I'm about a submarine? Is I'm that not, what you're referring to I as a submarine? Not, I did not say that at all. All I'm saying is there are stickers in places that are pretty awesome. We'll say it for you, Sean. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to say it for you. They're on a nuclear submarine. That's what I think they are. And he's not going to confirm or deny. I cannot confirm cool. nor deny. All I can say is that our hardworking uh, military men and women enjoy the Truck Show podcast. Underwater. All right, so let's talk I, about- I will say, uh, first off, I am a little upset at Sean because, I mean, at least he gave me the heads up that he was in my area, but he didn't call me beforehand and take me with him to go see the submarine. So shame on you. Sean. Okay, so here's what happened. The real story. Mm-hmm. Here's I, where he backpedals. No, no, Jordan. No, no, no. I was in uh-huh. Orlando and I had to go to Kings Bay, Georgia, and I knew somewhere along Literally the line past my house. Yeah, yeah. I knew somewhere around the the way it was uh, it was Jordan, but I had to leave at like four in the morning because it's a three hour drive to get up there from Orlando. 
and I was on a tight schedule, and I was solely invited, and I had had a security clearance and all the paperwork done, so I couldn't have taken Jordan anyway. But what I did do is I texted Jordan by uh, on my way through Daytona. I said, hey, dude, I'm waving. I'm coming through Daytona. He goes, yeah, I don't live there. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm in, I don't know where you were, Fort yeah, Lauderdale? No, he's outside of Jacksonville. Jacksonville. North. Yeah. Jacksonville, Jacksonville. So I'm like... So you already passed an me. An hour and a half away from that that base, I guess. He would have driven. So, yeah, yeah right on ninety five. Right. If I would have known, how does it dinner? Feel? How does it feel to 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 hurt a young man's feelings like this? Yeah. Which young man are we talking about? Jordan. Oh, I've I've, <laughs> I've seen him. I've seen him aged on the internet. It's uh, it's not pretty. <laughs> well, I'll see you at SEMA here in what seven oh, weeks, dude. six seven weeks. You showing your truck at SEMA, or you just uh, are you on foot? Nope, no truck this year. I am doing a house build right now. So I, that you is, too. That's, yeah, that's where all the money's going. <laughs> yeah, right I'm doing the same thing. Congratulations yeah. on that. It sucks. Thank you. Thank you. Tell me how Daytona yeah. Truck Meet um, is going to be different than uh, previous years. We've expanded everything. So all even the vendor area is bigger. Um, the premium parking, that's something new that we just started on. Um, Lightning's asking so you, you actually why he should go again. Who? No, I'm not. I loved it. I had a good time. <laughs> Other than the rain pouring down us. Well, there's that too. I thought that was a great experience. Jordan it's was uh, Florida. Get a great over host. It. Look at, this is your California pompousness we're talking about here. <laughs> you, keep, you can't complain about the rain when it's Florida, okay? Just just take it as it is. No, it's just you're far away. That's all. <laughs> it was. Well, we, it's because we were in Colorado and we were oh, beat dear. up from the feet up, and then yeah. we flew straight to you. Yeah. I think that if we I just did, that a, we did that. <laughs> that, well, that's why we were so tired because yeah. we came off, you know, five days of, of Travel. Colorado. Yeah, Dispower Challenge and right to you. It, we had a great if time. If you go to Daytona Truck Meet, you will also have your fun. friends, your family, your crew. Everybody was super right. hospitable. So uh, let's let's throw it out at Truck Fever. And uh, is it at Daytona Truck Meet as well? Yep, 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 all yep. Right. All of that. All that. Make okay. sure you go on there so that you get the update. <laughs> All right, brother. Well, uh, we're done with you. Oh. <laughs> but just for now. I swear, man, it's, it's funny. Just about every episode, you at least mentioned Daytona Truck Meet or talking about some kind of story. I'm like, damn. All right. Uh, I, know, think, I mean, um, you can always advertise with us, too, and we, we can do it every show. We like what you're doing. You should advertise by, with <laughs> yeah. us, for sure. Um, <laughs> ooh, is this the show where we finally cut off Jordan? We're like, we're not going to oh, mention until he pays yeah. us like eight he, bucks a mention? He's like, we went, we took him out on like a lot of dates. <laughs> yeah. And then we're just like, and he doesn't, he doesn't seem interested. Don't get paid for, for coming down to Daytona. Well, okay, I will say uh, I paid for my own hotel. You did pay for uh, Lightnings. Yes. But I do have to say you bought me dinner every night we were there, and I'm very appreciative of that. Yes. I love buying dinner. I love cooking dinner. That's what I you love need cooking to do. dinner you too. See, I next time we're going to Jordan's house. Here's the deal. Some barbecue cook. See, here's the deal. This is this is how it is. If I lived in Florida, and I was in Jacksonville, I would be hanging out with Jordan all the time. Like yeah. I feel like we would be drinking beers together. We'd be barbecuing. We'd be talking about our home builds and all that stuff. But uh, alas, three thousand miles separates us, and so through the magic of the podcast is uh, where our friendship. Uh, Gets to uh, sprout and and grow, and uh, be. Are you still babbling, Jordan? Are you buying a new truck? Uh, what's going to happen with your Ford? Yeah. So, well, I'm going to keep building this this other one now, especially uh, now that the EPA is really cracking down. I can't really build what I want. Funny you should damn. mention that. Yeah, it is funny that you mentioned that. We we great we, segue. We, we need to talk about that. Yeah. So, yeah. you sent me the meme. Mm-hmm. earlier today and this will sound old if you've already seen it uh, by the time this podcast is aired but that was um it was fred from uh, a scene from scooby-doo. scooby-doo yep and it's fred unmasking the culprit behind the epa so who's behind the epa and and fred pulls the the mask, the mask. off 
and it is Gail Banks. Banks. Yeah. (laughs) That's not really, I mean, funny meme, but not really the truth. I need to find out how that, you know, how it started because it's not factual. And I, I think what we need to do next is talk to someone who has some personal knowledge of Gail and how he and how he um, interacted with or, Carb or and EPA. Gail Banks onto the show again. We're gonna do that. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do well, that, we'll but it's not ready up, because yeah. Gail's got a bunch of stuff that he's working on. Yeah, some other stuff too. And I I want to pack it all into one episode. And I didn't think it was right just to have him discuss this one kind of news blip. I mean, this this Corey Willis thing with PPEI and him not being able to sell quote unquote race that's tunes a, or off road tunes. That's anymore. a whole thing. We'll we'll, we'll talk. Thing. Well, yeah, we'll talk about this stuff later. There needs to be uh, some marinating on that. Although I think this, I think this will flow into our next it's, guest. It's it's pretty fresh. So yeah, we're yeah, yeah we're getting the, into the it. body's not even. Uh, warm well, we're going to talk to yet. someone next who yeah. was there and can explain what went down at the beginning of Carb, and gotcha. and Gail's relationship with Carb and how all the memes are could not be further from the truth. All right, so that means that we have to say goodbye to you for now, Jordan. But uh, we are still appreciating our uh, and enjoying our Dr Pepper hats, yes. our Hot Wheels. And right. our update stickers. And, uh, yep. Big bear I'm hugs glad, and I'm kisses. Glad you're owning a truck now. You know, he it might be a little nope. small. I, I do. Oh, he oh, sent me right. one. Yeah. Okay, that's right. You have yep. hot wheel trucks. <laughs> See, well, if it weren't for Jordan, if it weren't I would for be those truckless. If it weren't for those metal. <laughs> if it weren't for those meddling kids. And here, okay. On that note, on to our next one. <laughs> All, right. All right, buddy. Talk to you soon. Later. Love you. Later. Bye. All right. See you guys. See ya. All right. So Jordan is now off the horn, and we are going to talk to who next? We're going to talk to John Espino. And John has been with uh, Banks, Banks Power yep. before when it was Gail Banks Engineering yep. and with Gail for many, many years. Over 20, I think. Uh, I don't know. We can ask John. Okay. So I want to get to the bottom of well, what's going on. Well, I don't – okay. So like Jordan just said, body's still not even cold. Things are just happening. But what I'd like to do is what you talked about a second ago and go back and kind of see the foundation of the history. I think this current episode of what the internet's blowing up with is – we'll address that a little bit down the line. But I'd like to talk to John just about how did we get here? Well, I, and I, it's all about this meme. Yeah. This meme specific. The meme going around that if you haven't seen it, you will see it. And again, it's Fred from Scooby-Doo and is unmasking the culprit, the EPA. Who's behind the yeah. EPA? Who's trying to shut down coal rollers? Yeah. Who's trying to shut down race tunes? Yeah. Who's trying to and shut it, down it, illegal bothers, emissions delete? Man, it just bothers me. You know, uh, Corey did post today. He's like, "Wouldn't what if I could give you the same amount of power but clean? And it would cost you less. Would you still be mad? And everybody's rah 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 rah. You know, it's like pitchforks. Anyway, let's give uh, let's give John a call. All right. Hey there, Mr. John Espino, Lightning Holman Truck Show Podcast. What's up, dude? Hey, man. Is it weird because we just spoke like six hours ago at work, <laughs> and here we are? At, uh, yeah, but Lightning has his podcast hat on right now. So do it's I? Totally different. Yeah. I have the headphones on. It yeah, makes sorry. me official. Uh-huh. I haven't seen John in forever. John, it's been a while. Like we used to like go to, out to lunch and. We email back and forth like weekly, and and I just now I'm there. Yeah, now you're there. And you just ro- yeah, <laughs> and we you just talk here. Yeah. yeah, I don't want anything associated with Jay after work. So <laughs> I, I wouldn't don't blame you. I wouldn't either. <laughs> hey, John, how long have you been with uh, Banks Power? Uh, I started there in '98. 1998. Okay. You saw the meme today. One of the guys in the office shared it with you where it's the, it's the scene, you know, from Scooby-Doo. And yeah, he was, he was kind of steaming about it a little bit. And I just, I, I heard you guys talking and I, I walked over and says, you know, so, so what's the latest? And he just, he says, ah, oh, this is just, it's bothering me. And he shows me this thing. And, uh, I, I got to applaud him for creativity, but it, 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 it looks like something from, 
Mean Girls or something like that. <laughs> Take us back, right? So the, the the theory now is that somehow Gail Banks, because he's been outspoken on clean diesel, right? Emissions on, legal, right? Everyone has to, every part that he makes has a an executive order from CARB, California Air Resource Board, right? So it's 50 state legal. You can get your truck smogged. And the, the, the coal rollers are pissed off. The guys who want to remove that equipment are pissed off. And they think because they're getting their wires crossed, they believe that Gale is somehow a rat because he has so much to gain from clean diesel that he must be responsible for shutting down the guys doing race tunes, right? Emissions equipment deletes. So I wanted you just briefly to take us back to the formation of CARB when the EPA starts getting involved in diesel trucks and Gail was there at the beginning. And I think that story has gotten really distorted over time. And that's why people, guys who don't even know Gail or his yeah. history are blaming him for something that it completely it the opposite. Yeah. Well, it does have something to well, do with but him, I but mean, it's on the, the negative side. Yeah, right. on the negative side. Well, you know, it's funny because they act as if carb is brand new. It's the boogeyman. It just jumped out and it's getting everybody in. CARB has been around for a long time. In fact, um, our earliest kits, which were turbocharger systems for naturally aspirated diesels, which I have no idea why that was even a thing, (laughs) um, they had CARB approval. And it goes so far back as part of the kit was a little piece, uh, and we're talking 80s. So part of the kit was um, a little square of Lexane that... Would you say um, Lexan like plexiglass? Like plexiglass, yeah. Okay. So it's a little, little, little square of plexiglass that had a certain tint on it. And you're supposed to go ahead and tune the fuel pump and stuff to, to what we said and have somebody rev the vehicle up and you were to hold this piece of tinted plexiglass to judge if that was good or not. So you hold it up it to the exhaust pipe? Uh, it yeah, I love technology, by the way, John. <laughs> love technology. Um, j- yeah. Just to go back to what you said, by the way, uh, CARB was formed in 1967. So that's how long the California Air Resources Board. I think people are mad because now it's affecting things throughout the rest of the country when before it was just one state, but it goes all the way back to 67. And those um, plexiglass pieces that John's talking about, I believe the CHP used to have a guy that they would carry in their cars. I remember maybe the mid, late 80s, maybe early 90s, where they would follow semi-trucks on the freeway. And based on the amount of smoke and the color, they would hold up those Lexan little plexiglass cards, and they could see if it was a polluter or a violator. And that's how they used to pull over big rigs back in the day. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, exactly. Very crude. It was very, very crude, but, you know, we we were following the rules. We always followed the rules. And, um, God, it seemed like maybe about 99-ish, I'm thinking off the top of my head, um, we always got CARB-approved numbers. We always um, did the testing, uh, and, and it's very involved. The testing can, can be very involved. We turned in our, our latest findings, our latest tests, and the CARB said, this is, this is great. Thank you very much for, for being so cool and, and, and always following the rules. But I'm just going to warn you, next year, this test is not going to be any good. You're going to have to go ahead and do something completely different. And we said, what do we have to do that's different? They said, we don't know yet. We're working on a plan. Uh, Okay. So 
come next year, we're filing. We say, okay, well, what's that test? And they say, well, we still haven't come up with it, but the test that you guys have, um, that's no good anymore. So we can't, we can't give you a, a card number. We said, oh, okay, well, this is kind of weird because we're trying to go ahead and follow the rules. Um, when do you think you're going to have a test? Oh, well, we're, we're working on it. Well, years actually went by and they still didn't finish this test. And it just kept on going and going and going. And what we were doing is we were testing the way that we were before. And we just said, hey, you know what? That's cool. You guys come up with your test. We're going to continue testing the way that we have been always. And we're going to just um, give you our results so that you see that we're at least trying to play, you know, play the game. Part of what one of their tests was that they, they actually were going to make um, shops, you know, whether it's us or anybody else, actually buy the engine and run the engine on a uh, on engine test stand. That plan would have totally destroyed so much of the industry. And we were all like, no, 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 you can't do that. That doesn't make any sense. You're going to kill this industry, Re- regardless of how we are. Or, you know, some people think that we're like the Disney Corporation. You know, we've we've got money to burn. We get, you know, you come over there and it's a castle or whatever. It's it's not that way. But we're we're thinking about everybody. And we said that that's ridiculous. These guys down the road, they can't do it. These people can't do it. You know, it's gonna be even difficult for us. How if we buy an engine, are we gonna be able to run it with the ECU? because the ECU is locked and blah, blah, blah. And they said, well, you know what? We haven't figured it out yet, but that might be your problem. We said, no, that's not our problem. That's, that's not the industry's problem. You guys have to figure out a different way. In the meantime, since there was no rules, so to speak, the industry went nuts. And they started coming out with all this bandit stuff and people were hacking off. At the time, they didn't have DPFs. They just had cats. So people were hacking off their cats and throwing them away, and straight piping, and they would do what they called stacking. So they would get a programmer, and they'd get a, a chip or whatever. They just they just kept on stacking these different things on top of each other to try to get as much smoke as they possibly could. Larger injectors. What eventually happened is, you know, after keep on asking these guys, they basically didn't have anything, and they said, "Can you guys help us make something up?" And we said, yeah, um, but we want to make it so that it's kind of like an even playing field for everybody because not everybody has wherewithal like what we do or the connections that we do. So we don't want to kill the industry. So we worked with CARB to go ahead and come up with something that was fair for everybody. But a lot of it was our idea, but we were kind of like, hey, you know, you can't do that. You got to do this. You got to get it. That's your problem, John. And I guess, you, no good I deed guess, goes unpunished, my friend. Yeah, I, I guess for that... All of a sudden, we invented CARB, and now we're vilified, we're, we're vilified because um, we actually you know, try to help out the industry as well. And what does Gail always say? He, was, you know, he would always tell people still to this day, any black smoke is lost opportunity. It's lost potential. It's lost horsepower because it's unburned, unburned fuel. fuel. Yeah. And we, so try- we have always said, if you see smoke, that is lost opportunity, that's lost power, because you're just... And, and guys... I, I, I don't I don't understand the mentality of all this black smoke. People basically almost snip off the tips of the injectors and urinate fuel into the combustion chambers until it just pours out of the out of the tailpipe rather than using it. In fact, 
even while all this bandit stuff was going on, where people thought it was like the wild, wild west and starting to go ahead and do whatever they wanted to, we still were promoting clean diesel. We were being ridiculed for ages because, oh, we're too goody two-shoes, we're, we're too clean, we're this and we're that. And we made a point of showing off with our different vehicles that you can have a really great performance and still be clean at the same time. In fact, the back of our S10 uh, drag truck says tire smoke only. So how do you feel all these years later when you see a meme going around where, you know, vilifying, you know, uh, uh, you meddling kids, you know, that's yeah. that's Gail. And that couldn't be further from the truth. And in, in my opinion, what I know about him and the industry and how it all came down. It's actually pretty stupid because it just shows some ignorance there. And that's all I can say. I mean, it's just they don't know. And I don't even know where they come up with, okay, well, uh, Gail's the bad guy, so he's the one that invented it. He's ratting people out. Like, Gail is sitting there trolling the Internet, trying to find different companies that are opposing us and, and ratting them out. What was so funny is when EPA did come out, you know, when CARB did come out with this test, people were calling us like crazy asking if we had uh, any uh, leftover um, catalytic converters or we had stuff from, you know, thinking that maybe we were hacking stuff off and we were just building up a surplus. And I'm, I'm sorry, we don't, we don't have any of that stuff. Something else that's happening right now is that guys are thinking that you've got a, a, a selection of guys that you have the coal rollers, okay, but then you have the thousands of other guys who think that there are tuners that can out-tune General Motors, Ford, Cummins, etc. And they're upset that they're no longer allowed to buy these tunes that they think are superior, are superior or cleaner, right? What they don't realize, and they just think that maybe it's less smoke or whatever. They don't, they're not aware of NOx output. Yeah. They're not aware of all these... Well, how about even how much death fluid do you go through, right? I mean, there's everything from... The amount of death fluid you use to clean it up. There's the tailpipe emissions. There's the the particulate emissions. There is thermal management. There's saving the transmission. I mean, there's so many things that go. There's the turbos and matching injectors, and still having a three year, thirty six thousand mile warranty or more. Whatever the case is, there's so much engineering. For the most part, for the average guy, a dude in his you know in front of a laptop is not going to outdo millions upon millions of dollars of engineering. Now, it may for your very narrow niche market that you're in, your you know quarter-mile drag race at altitude or wherever you live or your specific need, but for all around traveling the country, being able to tow a you know, 15, 20,000 pound trailer up the Eisenhower Pass in Colorado over the Continental Divide and still be able to have a drivable truck down at, at, at sea level in California or Florida or whatever there's an a, an incredible amount of engineering and R&D that goes into making that a possibility. We, we've, we've seen that, and we respect it. I mean, it's, uh, you know, being at the um, Duramax assembly plant or taking a look at the uh, 6.7 Ford in the early days when it was called the Scorpion. You know, we've seen everything that goes into this and how much testing these guys go through. And really, too, there's a lot of pride going on with that. And it's not just pride as in I'm better than you. It's a, like, I put this out. I made a really great product. When somebody is doing all these different defeats and burning up engines or, 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 or setting things on kill and then expecting them to 
get reimbursed basically by getting uh, you know engine work or whatever because uh, well uh, your 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 truck is defective. It, it gives this mentality of defeat to the to the poor guys who are actually building these trucks, and they're doing a pretty damn good job. Just like you said, Sean, and it's just there's so much that goes into it, so much testing. And yeah, a guy with a laptop, um, he might be able to go ahead and do some tunes, but he's not taking everything into consideration. When we were working really, really hard with um, with General Motors uh, to do this, uh, and we worked with General Motors. I, I know I, I worked really hard with them for about 10 years, along with some other folks. It was very, very difficult because one of the things that was so challenging is that they, because we were performance folks, and they came over to our place, but because we were in the performance business, we get painted with the same brush as anybody else out there who's busting, who, who they get a report on, and um, that that they're seeing is busting all this uh, equipment that they're building. And you're, remember, you're talking about guys who are overtuning, right? They're going in, they're flashing, they're reflashing they, the ECU, and they've got these huge two hundred horsepower increases, yeah. and they're breaking parts. Yeah, right. And so they're, they're, well, breaking, and, they're breaking parts, and GM knows they're breaking parts. Well, no, and that's why and I'm having I, I'm sitting at the at the at the table with these guys, and they are waving reports in my face, and I go, guys, that's not us. We're not doing this stuff. They know what's going on, and that's why their their ECUs these days, uh, you know, they they record what's going in and out, right? Like that's part of the deal. Is you used to be able to put a tuner in and it would be invisible. Now it leaves a footprint. Like they are protecting themselves. A lot of these companies have Pentagon uh, level encryption uh, so that you can't crack the box because they don't want you in there. And I get that. I'm an enthusiast. I want more horsepower and torque as much as anybody. But at the same time, I've said it before on this podcast. You can't hasten your own demise. You have to grow, and you have to be able to um, innovate, and you have to be able to use technology to your advantage, whether it's Gale or, or somebody like Clint Cannon over at ATS that has been working on a clean performance DPF for several years now. Um, Corey from PPEI who posted today, hey, guys, here's the deal. I'm We're working toward this. I, I think at some point when the dust settles, we'll have Corey on. I'd love to have Clint back on. I'd love to have like a clean diesel episode. And... and kind of update where various people in the industry are with allowing us to enjoy increased power, but doing it not only, you know, banks has always prided uh, themselves on uh, doing it safely, but beyond that in, in doing it clean. It's, it's, I know it's not the cool thing to say, but you don't want to draw attention to yourselves. That's, that's going to kick us out of the hobby that we love. And at the end of the day, you know, clean air is not a bad thing, especially when, Rolling coal, as funny as it might have been in, in your jackass years, is literally wasted horsepower and fuel potential. Like I, I wonder if some of these people that still love the rolling coal and all that, if if it's more like it's just funny, right? Well, like, no, I think there's something more complex going on here. I think this is a, a kind of a coastal versus the the middle of the country thing. So if you live in the middle of the country and you live in a rural area, right? Yeah, it doesn't. Your, your next wide closest, open spaces, your wide open space, your next closest neighbor's acres, co- acres, acre, acre, yeah. a mile away, right? You've always grown up with blue sky. Because there's not enough pollution from the tailpipes, right? right? But if you grew up in Los Angeles, Manhattan, you grew up in, you know, and maybe in Miami or whatever, there has been population to when I, when I grew up, I would swim. I was fortunate enough to have a pool in my backyard and I would go swimming after school every day. And in the summertime, I could only swim for two hours because I would come in 
and I literally would not be able yep. to breathe. When we were kids, and I don't want to go too far down the California pompousness route, yeah. but I think it's still, this is where I think our experience of living in California and kind of explaining, hey, this is how we grew up. We used to have level three smog days or whatever. Where smog alerts. We could not, I remember that. Yeah, we were not allowed they would, to they play would outside. They put out a report yeah. saying, uh, you can't play you know, today. Keep your kids indoors. Yep. And, and we, we would miss out on PE. We'd miss out on outdoor because the smog was so bad. Today you fly into LA and you can still see the smog. It's still there, but it's nowhere near what it was in the 80s. Right. You know, the, o- the ozone doesn't burn your eyes. The, the air is relatively uh, clean, but that's because there's been a, a lot of, uh, you know, uh, uh, strides and advances in technology. But the reality is you have, you know, let's get away from diesel for a minute. Let's talk about you have 707 horsepower Hellcats. Right, and yet right. in the '80s you had a smog pump, and you're doing 150 horsepower, and you weren't having any fun. Arguably, we have way better vehicles today than we ever did, with way more power, power per liter, power output than we that are ever did. Far cleaner, and that are far okay. better. And there's no disadvantage. You, there's nothing that is is taking away from the spirit, even though you have clean. Basically. Well, I think so. You've got people in 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 the mid, you know, what they call the flyover states. Yeah. Right. And and they're like, not well, for me. I drive right through those things. Right? I love no. my friends in the Midwest. So. You've got those guys, and they're mad at the coasts, right? Yeah. Because they're like, we don't- And they should be, and for a lot of reasons. They absolutely should be. So they're like, listen, I don't have smog in my city. Why are you forcing your values on me? Yeah, why do I have to have a smog check with my truck and the whole thing? So I do understand that, that plight. And, and and I understand that they're pissed off at California. Well, right, because California is pushing their agenda. The government is trying to get, you know, what, 11 other states or 13 other states, whatever happens 17. to be. 17. 17 now? Yeah. Wait, 17 wait. other states come along you, with them. You see that? I'm going to stop you there for a second. You said California is pushing it. It's not Gail Banks right. that's pushing. Right. That. It's the government in our legislature. It's a, and, their, their rules are the same things that we have to do. And in and some places, the work that our app is to go ahead and, or in some ways, you're even under more scrutiny because you're in California Air Resources Board's backyard. So it would be very oh, easy for them to make you the example rather than you know upholding you and saying you guys did it right from the beginning. It'd be really easy for them to turn around and go, oh well, we're gonna be up your, you know, we're gonna be up your butt, up and your tailpipe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're gonna be up your tailpipe, and 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 we're gonna make life miserable, and we don't want your business here, right? I mean, listen, I get it. I I'm on the side of the fence of pro small business and freedom and all that, but you know, the reality is there are other forces at work that we have to adjust to so that we don't position ourselves out of the things we love. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying it's right, it's wrong, whatever. I'm saying we have to adapt and evolve so that we can continue doing the things that we love to do. Well, you have a lot of guys right now that don't understand. I'm watching all the Facebook groups the last couple of days when this news is breaking that, 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 that Corey can no longer make these race tunes, right? And But how much, is that, and, how much of that is just I'm trying to be the funniest guy in the thread too, though? No. I, feel I, I don't like think so. so. I These guys, like are, well, no, I, with with the meme, yeah, they're trying yeah. to be funny, and I get that. It's all good because maybe that's something that you and I would have done, and yeah. thought there was no harm, no maybe foul. Maybe I don't whatever. really feel that way, but I want to be in on the conversation yeah. and just just poke the hornet's nest a little bit. I mean, guys like us exist out there, <laughs> right? So what the thing is is that even Corey, who came out and spent a week at Banks about a month ago, okay, admitted that he didn't know what his tunes 
were doing. He knew that his tunes were increasing horsepower, but he literally did not know what the knocks output was. Yeah, like the downstream he, effects of that. He did not have yeah. sniffing tools. So Because we, you can still have a clean tailpipe and be way up on emissions on stuff you don't see. So we took him over to the SEMA laboratory yeah. and we met and he was like, I'm going to make a lab. I want to understand, blah, blah, blah. He's evolving. He was evolving. He knew because if you're like, Gail saw this back in the 70s. He knew I can either evolve now and I can play by the rules or, or I will eventually for, right. go out of business. Listen, here, this is the thing. I tell my guys this all the time because we live in an uh, ever-evolving world in terms of our industry and journalism and all that stuff. I always tell people and my team, it's better to lead and have them use you as an example as a leader than for somebody to dictate or give you an edict of what you need to be. And that's what it comes down to. It's better for you to decide, I'm going to do this under my terms and set the standard and set the example that's going to be used than it is for that to be forced but upon But sometimes you. that's very difficult to do. I, I a lot of haters. A lot of haters. That. Well, yeah. John, I, I appreciate you giving a little perspective here. So, you know, if you're talking about the meme, which is how we started this, which Gail is this bad guy, it's it couldn't be further from the truth. He was trying to protect an industry, a, a, a burgeoning industry, a, a, I should say a budding industry, diesel performance. Absolutely. You can't grow a business unless you have some competition. Otherwise, it's just you're just doing the same thing. And so why would we want to go ahead and destroy everyone else? That's not what competition is about. No, you need to be stronger. You need to, you need to push each other. You, you have to innovate and you have to move the ball forward. And I think, you know, it's, it's a sensitive topic. I'd like to explore it some more. I'd like to have Gail on again. I'd like to have Corey on. I'd, I'd like to have Clint at ATS and maybe some others who are in the space. Because I think that when you have some of those influential thought leaders on to talk about, this is the reality. Hear our story from our own mouths about what's going on and why we did it. I'd like to be a part of that education. You know, I'd, I'd like to, to have the Truck Show podcast give some insight into why things are done so it's not these monolithic a-holes that are all corporate ruining everything we love. Because that, that's not the point. These are guys that are trying to do the right thing so their businesses can survive and they can still support the hobbyist. Well said. Absolutely. All right, John. Well, thank you. And I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right, brother. Talk to you soon. Right. Later, Sean. All right. Bye. bye. You know, we always talk about uh, me not talking about my work, but yep. it was impossible to avoid no, here because no, it was I, the center of this you, little mini controversy. You talking about your work is fine. I just like yeah. busting your balls because it's that's how we roll. Oh, man, I have a small favor to ask. I am willing to grant you any favor you want today because I feel like this has been a great show. Okay. Um, well, then can I ask for two? Yes, you may. Okay. First one. Yes. Can we go to Shake Shack right after we finish taping? Are they open when we are done? Are we taping or are we recording? We are recording. Okay. Did I say taping? You did say taping. Because I'm old. Makes me giggle. I'm old, yeah. Yeah, I I get it. Because I learned how to uh, record record on a a a quarter inch reel to reel. (laughs) Well, Well, okay. Funny question then. What did you start with, quarter inch reel to reel, and then what did you end with? Was it DAT or was it like, mean, and the I, format? I what? record right here digitally, right to well, my Well, I'm at the radio station at a, in a professional setting. You could never uh, edit on on a DAT tape, a digital audio tape. No, I, I started on a reel to reel, and then we moved to an Akai. It was a really crappy box that we didn't like, but it was it was fast. Doesn't and then Akai we sound like to... a dude in like fifth grade that you thought was kind of a jerk? Akai? Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> okay, just checking. And then we moved to an Orban. Now, the Orban, Orban machine was, it had a big, it used a computer screen, and it had a jog wheel, and it had uh, eight tracks, and it 
was made to mimic a reel-to-reel player, and it did it very, very well. And I wanted to buy one. Okay. So originally, when I when I went, they went Guessing on sale. Super expensive, though, right? When they went on sale, they were about sixty grand, and well, they weren't that much. I don't remember, but they were way more than I could afford. And then they started to get old and get beaten up, and I almost bought one for five grand from the station oh when we finally got gosh. rid of it because I was obsessed with it because the jog wheel really mimicked, and that's how I did all of my edits. So, for example, I could edit from the beginning of one word to the beginning of another word just by listening to it. I never looked at the screen. I would just cut it all by, by audio, just in, out, in, out, cut, in, out, in, out, cut, you know. So, I don't know. That's, this is a boring <laughs> conversation. No, it's great. What was the other, what was the, uh, other favor you had? The other favor was, uh, can we read email? Oh, yeah! You email? Yeah. I email. Do it. We email. That's right. Everybody email. Type it up. You first. Yeah, I got one from our uh, our buddy Lieutenant Stephen Hux from the U.S. Navy. Oh, he sends uh, email. He's on our uh, our, our uh, nuclear uh, submarine. Yeah, Ohio class. Okay. Yeah, he sends uh, one set. I don't know what the other classes are. Uh, Los Angeles class, Sea Wolf class. There's a Los Angeles class. Yes, there's the 688. What does that mean in comparison to the Ohio? Bigger, uh, smaller? Uh, it's smaller. It's a uh, fast attack submarine. And then you also have uh, the new, uh, I believe it's the Columbia class. They'll be replacing the Ohio class for the uh, the missile boats. So even bigger. And you also have, Dave mentioned Seawolf? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, there's other sea ones Wolf too. Seawolf was a show in the 80s. I uh, watched. Well, and Seawolf was a very, very, very freaking expensive uh, submarine, and they only built like three of them. Okay. And then one of them turned into like a uh, special mission submarine for like SEALs with like extended and there's like a multi-mission module in the middle so that you can like pick at like fiber optic cables on the ocean floor and do all sorts of cool weird stuff and drop SEALs off so they they can float out of the torpedo tubes or something and then go blow something up and then find them their way back to the submarine. (laughs) I don't know. And then there's also the uh, replacing the Los Angeles class is uh, the, I believe, it's off the top of my head, I think it's the Virginia class, fast attack subs. You know a lot of sub content. I just I have this, so I, I'm a gearhead, right? I, I love I love trucks. I love cars. Anything with engines. I love airplanes, and I, I love uh, you know boats, but especially submarines. I just have this weird. And here's the thing: I, this is why I think I love submarines, is because it's flying but underwater. Sure, it is. And as as our propeller and the whole thing. Yeah, and as uh, Lieutenant Hux told me, he said, "Think about it. A lot of astronauts have actually been submariners, not submariners, 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 because they essentially have a spaceship." Think about it. Everything you would need in space, you need in a submarine. You're creating sure. your own water and electricity and you're self-sufficient. Yeah, you pee in your suit. All that stuff. Well, everything you got to do, right? <laughs> do so, you pee in your suit? They, probably know. not. I think they have bathroom. I think they have he- <laughs> excuse me, heads. Yes. By the way, do you know why they called them heads? Why the, why uh, mariners? Were they heads? at the head of the boat? They were. Back in the olden days, <laughs> I don't know if that's a technical term uh, or not. The olden days, yes. There was, at the front of the boat, was a bunch of uh, poopy toilets, and uh, you would just do your business. Why? Because on the sailing ships, the wind came at your back. If you had the head at yeah. the back, all the poop smells would go forward. So this way, uh, it blew all the smells ahead of the boat. Interesting. See, look at that. All the, just it's all <laughs> it's all this random minutia that's just up in my brain, and um, I I just I can't get it out sometimes. Wow. Anyway, so for uh, that uh, Lieutenant Huck says, uh, "Hey, Truckless and Holman, 
truckless at home and it hurts. <laughs> That's painful. You know, he wouldn't do that if he would have come, come to uh, Georgia with me where he could meet him and shake the man's hand and uh, look him square in the eye and show him what a uh, valuable human you are. Now you're just some a-hole on the uh, podcast. Mm. Uh, truckless and Holman saw this and had to share an El Camino doing truck work. What I didn't notice at first was the lack of tie-downs of any kind, at least until the mattress nearly flew off into my truck shortly after this photo. <sighs> Maybe if it had some of Nissan's awesome adjustable tie-down points, this would not have been a problem. Keep mounting those parameters. Yeah. You can't just roll on. I got to hit it. Parameters. Yeah, buddy. Oh, I didn't <laughs> see that one. It was yeah, double. Yeah, buddy. All right, this one is from A.A. Ron. Hey, Lightning and Holman, I've got another I'm Lightning sorry. Strikes. A.A. Ron? A.A. Ron? <laughs> or Aaron, maybe? Yeah. A.A. Ron. You know the bit, right? No, I don't. That's funny, though. You're kidding me, right? No, now it's time for you to tell me some of your minutiae that's floating up in your head. All right, listen up, y'all. I think you could be the only one that doesn't know the skit. Yeah, I, I, I haven't heard of A. From a. Key, do you know Key and Peele, I right? I do know Key and Peele, yes. Personally. I'm y'all substitute teacher, Mr. Garvey. I taught school for 20 years in the inner city, so don't even think about messing with me. Let's take a roll here. A.A. Ron. <laughs> Where are you? Ron. Here. <laughs> why didn't you answer me the first time I said it, huh? Huh? I'm just, you know, I'm just asking you, why didn't you say it the first time I said a a Ron? Because it's pronounced Aaron. Son of a! <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's continue. How many views do you think Substitute Teacher has on YouTube? I don't know. Ten million. Guess again. Twenty million. One hundred and seventy-four <laughs> million. Oh my god. 174 yeah. million. Well, and You're one. the one guy on the I was the one guy. That hasn't seen it. Well, that's not true because there's 300 million people in the U.S., so there's at least two-thirds of people yeah. haven't heard it. Uh, so A.A. Ron says, I got another <laughs> Lightning Strikes uh, segment. Uh, classified faux pas. There's one that's been bothering me lately. It's when a Chevy truck is being sold as a four-wheel drive C10. If only there was a way to designate the drivetrain in the model name. What other classified faux pas do you guys have? So that would be a K10, right? A four-wheel drive? Yep, that's what that old K... Uh, <laughs> that's why they're CK trucks. Two-wheel right. drive, four-wheel drive, right? Mm-hmm. So the K designates a, a front uh, driveline. Yeah. Uh, my faux pas is still uh, not classified. It's still uh, lights out every day. Every single night, I pass a car with a with the taillights out because um, the uh, the daytime running lights are yeah. so bright in the front that they think their headlights are on, but they're not. Thought of you the other day. I was uh, pulling onto the freeway, and a guy had only his... Uh, DRLs on and was pulling on the freeway and I kept flashing him and I kept flashing him and I kept flashing him and I see it swerve a little bit and then his lights come on like he was looking for the switch or something oh and interesting it so it worked nobody shot at me or anything yeah that's, so, good. <laughs> that's good that's good you're up right, I got one from uh, Lars he says uh, diesel pump handle color hey Holman and Lightning thank you Lars mm-hmm. all the diesel pumps I use are yellow no confusion for me Lars mm. should be green <laughs> should be green for consistency Uh, This one is from uh, Scott, and he says, Lightning and Holman, just thought I would share an example of something I saw today, a non-green diesel handle. While I agree with Lightning that having all handles uh, the same color would be helpful, ultimately, it's really a non-issue. The sign out in front will tell you if the station has diesel and the pump itself will say right on the handle. Also, the diesel pumps will normally always be on the ends to give room for larger trucks. You just have to pay attention. And no, I don't want to pay attention. I want you to just know want to go and that as I'm approaching, blindly. do I need to go caddy corner across the street to get in this place? I'm looking for green handles a quarter mile away. 
If I don't see a green handle, I'm going to keep on going on empty. <laughs> so a side note, not because I want to make this the uh, Lieutenant Stephen Huck show, but he had messaged me this picture. You'll get appreci- you'll appreciate it. Ex- describe this photo. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! This is a this is a gas pump. <laughs> Oh my God! How many? Has, wait, how many different grades of fuel? Okay, one, two, three, four, <laughs> five, okay. six grades of fuel. Okay, how many nozzles? And they are four nozzles. Okay, six and grades, what? Go six through the colors. Of fuel and four nozzles. And now go through the colors. Green is diesel. Okay, well that's good. Yellow is E85. Okay, ethanol. Orange is E20. Oh, interesting. Orange is E20 ethanol. Uh, then I've got 87, 89, and 93. <laughs> oh my lord so, so check this out he writes holy mackerel he said that to me with the caption i need an adult <laughs> that is the greatest pump i've ever seen uh, yeah it's so confusing you know, and yet super, super green confusing. for diesel Man, green for diesel <laughs> oh yes moving right along uh i've got one from uh, brian says holman I need your help, please. I really like the new Ram 1500, and I'm thinking about picking one up for my next truck. I love all the goodies included with the limited package. Ooh, he's got good taste. Yes, he does. Like 12-inch screen, amazing interior, HID headlights, power running boards, etc. However, I'm not 100% sure if I like the idea of an active air suspension that you comes gotta standard You've got to pay whatever unlimited. it takes to get HIDs in today's age, or LED. Yeah, How yeah. How can th- you have running? Those are standard unlimited. I know, but I'm just saying, and on if, the you, Rebel if you're out there. Driving, a, d- driving a truck... Yeah. You gotta you have, have it makes such a yeah, difference to have HIDs. The Colorado ZR2 I had, as much as I love the truck, hated the headlights. They're just amber uh, dim. We had yeah, they're amber dim, and I remember uh, there was night. It was a dark night, no moon, and it, it was, was a dark night. It was, it was no dark moon. and stormy <laughs> night. Uh, anyway, uh, the uh, bottom line: Colorado headlights suck. One of the few things about the truck that suck, but headlights are definitely on. That so list. you you know what you do? You call uh, Retrofit Source, and you buy it's a set stuff. of really bitchin' Morimoto. <gasps> we should talk to them. Why have we not talked to Retrofit Source? Well, call them up. Let's figure it out. Oh, my yeah, God. Plenty of shows. I love you can spend a ton of money on like Bosch or something, yeah. but when you can buy Morimoto's, which are the best ones that I, and no are freebies, you? bought them, bought them all, all right. buy them again tomorrow. All right. All Morimoto. Right. Okay. So uh, anyway, he says, uh, could you please discuss some pros and cons and give your opinion on whether you think it's worth upgrading to a limited trim level RAM for the air suspension, or if I would be better off just picking up a Laramie and adding the additional options I might want, like the bigger screen, et cetera, a la carte. I'm concerned about the long-term durability of the air suspension, effects of extreme cold weather, its off-road performance, advantages or disadvantages over traditional coils. Also, on every truck I've owned previously, I've always added larger tires to it, so I don't know what the future complications of trying to level an air suspension truck would be to gain ground clearance in some 34s or 35s. Thanks for any helpful tips or things to consider. The next question for debate would be Hemi or EcoDiesel, but I'll save that for another email. Gosh, that's... um that's the, a lot right there to the, unpack. The, yeah, though the Ram uh, four corner air suspension is awesome. I found it to be really durable. If, well, how long did you have it? Well, it's the same as the Grand Cherokee, and I've put several miles on uh, two different long term Grand Cherokees, an Eco Diesel and Hemi. Never had an issue with air suspension. But and I've were had you pl- operating in extreme cold the way he's describing? And I've had plenty of vehicles where I had the air suspension on a shorter term loan, and I've always liked it. The nice thing about the FCA air suspension is unlike the older, I don't know if Land Rover currently does it, but when Land Rover blows a bag, it fails lowered, or at least it did on the previous generations. I don't know if that's true for the for the current ones. When So it's sitting on bump stops? Yes. Okay. When are, a, they, are they internal inside? Yeah. When okay. a Grand Cherokee or Ram fails an airbag, it's in the up position Oh. so that you're not rubbing and all that kind of okay. stuff. I like the air suspension for a couple reasons. One, it lowers for aero, so it gives you a little bit better fuel economy. It self-levels for whatever load you have in the bed, 
and you have the ability to kneel it for picking up your grandma for a uh, lunch date and uh, helping her get in the truck easier. And also, uh, my favorite feature, and it's funny, we've talked about it on the show before. For a fifth wheel or a, yeah, yeah, for a, a, a tongue? Just a tongue? Yeah, bumper toe for a, a hitch. You used to put, put it in kneel mode back in your trailer and pick up your trailer, but they actually made a switch on the dash now. They're like, oh, that's a feature. So now you push the button on the dash and it'll do the does same thing. It for you. Yeah. Uh, and they have great cameras and all that kind of stuff. The limited by far most luxurious truck. The interior is unbelievable. The 12-inch screen is unbelievable. Now let's talk about my long-term Rebel. That's a steel spring truck. I did that on purpose. So you can get a 12-inch screen on the Rebel 12 and leather, which is how I have our long-term Rebel outfitted. Gives you 90% of the luxury of the of the uh, limited. You get a little, a few uh, less speakers. I think it's like 900 to 700 watt and 19 to like 15 or 12 speakers or something like that. The interior trim is really nice, but it's not as nice as the limited. And you can't get a couple features yet in the Rebel, like adaptive cruise control that you can get in the limited. However, for daily driving, I like the air suspension. If you're towing, I like the air suspension. If you're off-roading and doing other things like that, I prefer the steel spring for a couple of reasons. Number one, when you move to a Rebel with air suspension, the awesome Bilstein shocks that come with it are surrounded by an airbag. So all that heat shedding that you would get from a monotube is now trapped in the airbag, so the shocks will fade faster than a steel spring. We'll just, and, and what about the, the air pressure within the... Because you're increasing the air pressure as it heats up. Yeah, right? so it, the, the so, system can compensate for all that. Oh, it does. Okay. It's just a matter of like long desert road or something like that where those so that suspension is moving. Air suspension is nice, yes, because you can raise it and get more ground clearance. But if you're going to do 35s or something like that, you're always going to be better off, a lot easier to just uh, just have a steel spring vehicle and do a traditional lift kit on it. Uh, you've been in our 2020 Ram Rebel, yes, and you or 2019 Ram Rebel, love it, and you love it. The the ride is awesome it's on phenomenal. it. Phenomenal, uh, yeah. but but I don't have anything to compare it. Could I haven't been in the the air spring, so yeah, I don't. Hmm. So we, I should get one of those, and uh, that way you can kind of compare the differences. So if you're going to lift it, you're going to go off road. I'd get a Rebel and then load out the Rebel. It comes out to you know with Ram boxes and all that, like 64, 65 without Ram boxes, without the panoramic sun, sunroof, you're just under 60. The Limited will top out somewhere 67, 68. Um, it's wow. just a matter of where you want to be. Again, daily driver. Oh, also the Limited has an all-wheel drive transfer case option where the Rebel only has four high, two high, four low. Uh, you can do the all-wheel drive setting on a Limited. So for all-weather capability, the Limited's a little bit better as well. But for off-roading and you're going to lift it and do that, get the steel spring car. Um, you Sounds might, like for his application, the Limited is the way to go. Uh, but he does say he wants to do, uh, do bigger, uh, bigger tires, 34s mm. or 35s. Well, that's not that big. You can do that with the limited. Mm, I don't know. I haven't. I haven't tested. I know they have a really big wheel and tire package, it's like a thirty-two point eight or something like that. So they're close, but I think you'd have some rubbing. Hmm. So uh, unless you were to trick the air suspension to being in a higher mode, but then you have different wear and your ball joints and you know, all that kind of stuff. So Brian, uh, simple answer is. Uh, I think you would be best served by a steel spring Rebel fully loaded if you want to do the off-road route. And if it's your daily driver and you're towing and you're around town, all that stuff, I'd go with the Limited and enjoy the heck out of that truck. This one's titled Suckage from Andrew. Hey, Jaboobly and Holman, my name is Andrew and I'm from upstate New York, almost as bad as California. And growing up here, I really hate feeling like I'm going to have to move because the libtards keep destroying everything I love about it. I started listening to the podcast back in April, and I'm currently on the Raptor Spotted in the UK episode. I absolutely have to agree with Lightning saying, I seen, is not only incredibly annoying to me to read and hear, it also makes the individual sound much less intelligent than they actually might be. Also, Lightning, 
Buy a freaking truck already. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, you don't even have to be able to drive it. Cough, cough. Holman. Oh, ouch. Man, I thought he was on my side. I, then he, I know. He it's it's like you. he shot you right in the face and then turned, turned around you. and shot me right in the face. <laughs> I currently drive an O2 Cummins, uh, but I also have a few truck projects, so I understand having a project takes a lot longer than you expected. Great job keeping the suckage meter bottomed out and keep mounting those parameters. says five stars. Five star review! Five star! P.S. I also stole my old lady's phone and gave you guys five stars. All right. XL on the t-shirt if you have any. Store.motortrend.com. But I'm conflicted. Like, do we give him one because he wrote us? Probably. Yeah. I mean, we should. Okay, well, uh, we Andrew, need to We need to work some budget up for shipping is what we need to Andrew do. Andrew Washburn, we need your address. Because you didn't include and it on your email. then we'll forget to send you All right, sure. Yeah, well... Uh, got okay. one here from, uh, <laughs> I should do this just to mess with him, Clark Roderick. Clark Roderick? Except his real name is Rod Clark, but because of the way his email is, we always call him Clark on the air. Oh, yeah. So he's like, hi, Lightning and Holman. Thanks for reading my email on the air. I was hoping that the Fall Guy truck would raise some interest and that hopefully we will be able to enjoy a segment on it soon. Well, if you've been listening, <laughs> we have uh, we got delivered. You. We got delivered, you. Delivered, all right? Promise met. Well, with a commute about an hour every day, I wish the shows were twice as long when well, we've been giving you some two-hour ones lately. <laughs> Dude, we got no more left on <laughs> Then it would last me all week. Hey, Lightning, did you hear? Towing with trucks over here is generally limited to 3.5 tons, around 7,700 pounds, on the ball hitch. He's in oh. Ger- Germany. Okay. He says also- He's du- 7,700? Uh-huh. Okay. Duly noted that shipping to Germany isn't strictly cheap. As an alternative, how about Canada? If you can get a shirt out by September 10th- Oops, missed that deadline. My parents can bring it over to Germany for me as they live there and are coming over to visit me. Sound like a plan? Mm. Sorry, Rod. Uh, and he says, oh, and please stop calling me Clark on the air. I know it's confusing <laughs> with the first and last name and- Never trust a guy with two first names. That's all I got to say. Yeah. And while I wish I were Superman, calling me Rod will do just fine. Can't wait for Monday. Have a great weekend. Rod and uh, Rod, we appreciate that. We uh, Sorry we didn't deliver on the shirt, but are super happy we did deliver on the fall guy, I promise. So um, that happened. Uh, you want to read one more? Sure. I'd like it if you have one for me. I uh, I do believe I have one more here. So That I'm... one is biblical in length. That my is nowhere Lord. near as long as the one from Brian. Oh, my gosh. Huh. Okay. Well, the, just the subject line alone is crazy. It says, urgent information about your car's mounted parameters. Hi, y'all. Long-time listener, second-time emailer, the one that made Holman an honorary Texan. Oh, he, he's he gave you that flag. That's I pretty think, cool. Uh, yeah, I think uh, this is a, Justin, by the way. Okay. So he says, every time I get home, I rush right to the mailbox to see if I finally received my truck show shirt. <laughs> nope, sorry. <laughs> so <laughs> Hold on. I've Store.motortrend.com. Exactly. So he's, I've seen a few Titan XDs being used as hot shotters out here on the road. It's oh, that's cr- cool. It's crazy cool. That's probably because of the uh, standard uh, uh, gooseneck uh, in the bed of the XDs. Gotcha. Speaking of hot shotters, a few people that I know uh, said the Gator-made trailers are the best ones to pull, which is, I think, the guys that you reached out to. And so he says, keeping that in mind, when I heard that none of the other trailer companies would get back with you, I sent Gator-made an Instagram DM, and they responded to me within minutes. Hopefully, they'll follow up with y'all. Finally, here's what I really wanted to bring up. And I'm not mad. I'm just really disappointed. Uh, it I sounds like something like your dad yeah, would yeah, say. exactly. Dang, dude. Holman, you keep saying that you think sport trucks are going to make a comeback, yeah. but I don't know if you don't consider the Ram Hemi RT a sport truck because it's a single-cab short-bed V8, or are you not considering it a sport truck Mm-mm. because it's a naturally aspirated engine, or do you nope. just not know about them? Of course they do. Also- I know, not factory, but the Fireball Performance guys 
do Silverados, Tahoes, and Camaros just like the Street Outlaws Fireball. Okay. Just in case the shirts ever do go out, and I'm sure it'll be right after Lightning gets a truck and Holman's truck <laughs> gets completed. Yeah, oh, buddy. Yeah, Five buddy. stars. Savage. And he says, size XL, please bring Gail back on, maybe in his own monthly segment. And he says, uh, I just sent something to Holman to the Douglas office. It should That's be the flag. Tuesday. That was the flag? The flag, yeah. Okay, got yeah. it, got it. Okay, well, listen, Justin, thanks for the heckling. We appreciate it, and thank you for the flag. <laughs> no, we appreciate it. And uh, no, of course I know about the RT. I think that when I say sport truck- Of course I, I know about the RT. I'm Holman. I know all things <laughs> about trucks and truckabilia. And his name is Cornelius. <laughs> That's what you always have to add that when you have that, ha- that haughty voice. Not a- Howdy, boys. But yeah, anyway, okay. um, here I try. Can, let me try it. Yeah, Cornelius. No, no, no. Does that work? And his name is Cornelius. And his name is Cornelius. Yeah, very good. Very oh, good. good. Yeah. Okay, I'm uh, on. Other than, uh, you know. I'm lightning. My name is lightning. <laughs> well, you don't. Hey, I don't know. I have to do, your I have hands. To do the arms Why are you flailing your hands? I, just feel, I feel like your uh, your energy can be really frantic like that. Uh-huh. I can't be like that, so I have to do it with my arms. <laughs> do I stand there? Do I wave? No, like, you already know you I'm are. Use car no, Yeah, 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 yeah. You're the man balloon. <laughs> I'm the man balloon. I just I just stand there and wave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm lightning. lightning. Come buy a car. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so here's zero the down. <laughs> Saturday only. <laughs> if we have trucks, I might buy. One. <laughs> Do you get employee discount at your uh, at your uh, dealership my, where my you are lot. being the man balloon? Nope. All right. Um, of course, I know about the uh, Ram RT. I I don't think that's a sport truck. I think that's more of a hot rod. It's a basic truck that has a big engine in it and it's light. I like that. I think that's good. When I'm saying sport truck, I'm thinking of like a package from the factory where it's lowered, has good suspension. Sport truck to me isn't just one dimensional like a drag truck or a big engine and something light. Sport truck is you know something that is. A goodwill entire package and it handles and it's low to the ground. Um, so you're not wrong, but I kind of have a little bit of a further definition than, uh, than a, a regular cabinet. A more refined definition is what you're saying. Oh, uh, yes. Uh, okay. Because I am Cornelius <laughs> and I have refined <laughs> ideals. Oh, man, that was a pretty good show. I, I you know, so. considering you and I were driving here going, hey, do we have any guests tonight? I think we did really well. Yeah, I agree. I think it was a good show. We want you guys to send us an email. Truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. That's truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. The Truck Show. The Truck Show. The Truck Show. Oh, oh. And don't forget to uh, leave us a voicemail on the five-star hotline, 657-205-6105, or hit us up on socials at truckshowpodcast. Hey, what about our friends at Nissan? we got to give them a shout NissanUSA.com for the industry's best half-ton warranty. Five-year, 100,000 miles on the Titan and Titan XD. And then uh, why don't you handle our friends at Deck? I love me some Deck. So a guy rolled up not long ago to our shop in the back and he was getting some work done. Brand new in the back, still in the cardboard, a Deck system. And I'm pretty sure and he told you that he bought it because he heard it on our show! Yeah, Greg! Yeah, we got pictures too! <laughs> <laughs> we're selling, we're selling. Yeah, we saw a grip of those things already. Dude, it's because they're good. People look into it. Well, I think they hear us talking about it. They're like, oh, that's interesting. Oh, check it out. Then they check it out and they're like, holy crap. Deck.com. Yeah. So get your Nissan, get your decked, and be happy. That's what I'm saying. I like that. By the way, I hope you have a better week. I hope that you don't get locked into uh, work. I hope that you uh, eat. I hope that I uh, can uh, see the loving look of my daughters, both of them, their eyes as they look at me and say, Dad, you're the best. That's what I'm hoping for me and hoping for you. I don't care about any of that stuff. You um, promised me that we could go 
to Shake Shack. Um, okay. I like me some Shake Shack. Ooh, do I go hot dog or hamburger tonight? Hot dog? Yeah, they, have good, they have good hot dogs. They, yeah, they, they have good shakes. You have right? to have good shakes because you have shake in the name, though. Yeah. But damn, they're expensive. I don't care. You're paying. <laughs>